0: What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Monday, February 5th, 20 and 24. And the Buck and I are with you for the next two hours on today's show. Massive weekend. For Texas basketball, both the men's and women's teams picking up ranked wins over the last couple of days. We'll recap those and talk about what they mean for the two programs going forward. Plus, Super Bowl week is here. We'll talk a little Chiefs and 49ers as we sit six days out from Super Bowl 58. We've got some coaching carousel news across the NFL to discuss as well. We've got some updates from Texas football winter workouts. We've got some golf to discuss. We are loaded. We might get into the Grammys a little bit. We got some funny videos for the people. We are jam-packed to start off the week. What's going on, Buck? I'm doing okay, BK.
1: Uh, Sorry about that. I was a weather guesser on Friday, obviously. We did get a little rain. I'm sure it did not bother anybody during the course of the day, but the evening, it bothered everybody. It bothered me because the lightning was all over the place, in the evening but sunday was very nice but yes you can't i can't do weather rain when i'm busy inside for the entire day i was inside most of the day on friday but that's all right i still gave you texas beating the living dog crap out of tcu as i told you it was going to happen on friday
0: don't change the subject here oh. that was a disastrous forecast you can't by you.
1: same day forecast no good
0: you you gave us the wrong forecast. It's not like you warned us the day before that it could rain. No. You didn't tell us it was going to rain. You told us it wasn't going to rain, as a matter of fact. You were adamant that the other weather guessers out there were wrong with their oh, right. position saying it was going to rain. You were like, No, they don't know what they're doing. I'm the guy. What did you have?
1: Did you have some spattering on you on Friday after Friday? Around 5 o'clock, that was about it.
0: Earlier than that. No, it started raining well before that. I mean, we had people during the midday show with Trey and BK from 12 to 1 texting in, sending pictures of rain
1: through Austin. Oh, yeah. Oh, they throwing buckets out the window pretending it was raining?
0: No, that's what you do to try to make your forecast look correct. You get your wife to film videos of her pouring buckets. I thought
1: everything was good. I thought you could have still had a wonderful Friday. I hope you all did, but...
0: And then it was I pouring did. Friday night,
1: too. Oh, Friday night. Forget about it, man. It was That's lightning. That's part of Friday.
0: That's still Friday. You said it wasn't going to rain on Friday. It was storming like crazy that oh, night. Oh, now we're
1: using hours involved in this? Come on. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, you, you have maybe lost your weather-guessing no. privileges. No, I was stuck inside. I was a little off, so I... I didn't get a chance to breathe the air in and get everything all right for the next last couple of days. I was busy doing doctor things on Friday for four hours.
0: Mm, Yeah. Well, the doctor must have messed you up because you messed me up. You're just like the rest of them now. You're no different than the other weather guessers that we watch on TV every night. You are now lumped in with them because you are wrong just as often as they are.
1: Yeah, but now I'm a basketball analyst now because I'm on fire.
0: There you go. Oh, did your cousin cash in over the weekend?
1: Oh, cashing in is right. Wow, well
0: done over on Bet US. I was afraid
1: to throw it deep on T C, not on TCU, but on Texas versus
0: TCU. That was so easy. You you bet on Texas basketball? Yes. Wow. I thought you were done betting on Texas anything.
1: No, I generally don't, but I felt it after the moral victory against Houston. Are you kidding me? I hey. told you it was coming.
0: You did say that Texas was going to go on the road and beat TCU on Saturday. I was good. way more skeptical. I think you said Texas by five on Friday, and they ended up winning by 11 on Saturday. And boy, it was a game of runs, too. I mean, big time win for the Longhorns, by the way. We could start there. That but was fabulous. TCU got out to a great start. I mean, it was seven to nothing before you even turned the game on. Then TCU jumped out to a 10 point lead. Relatively early in the first half, and it's like, oh, well, this sucks. I'm going to go ahead and do something else with my Saturday. But the Longhorns fought back. They played great in the final 10, 12 minutes of the first half, and Texas actually carried an 11 point lead into the locker room. I mean, you talk about a game of runs. That game on oh, yeah. Saturday was a game of runs, right? TCU punched first. Texas got up off the mat. They punched back in a big, big way, carried a double digit lead into the locker room. And then TCU. Now, they started chipping away and they tied the game with about nine minutes left. And then at the under four timeout, it was still tied and it was 64 all. And then Texas, Max Asmus, that's not even Texas. Max Asmus went on a personal 13 to two run to close out the game. Sorry, right, this game was tied at 64 apiece. Texas ended up winning 77 66. Max Asmus scored the final 13 points of the game. For the Longhorns, had a huge and-one and made back-to-back threes and helped ice the game at the free-throw line. The senior, I know it's his first year in Austin, but that guy is so much experience. He's the leading active scorer in all of college basketball. He wasn't having a great game shooting by any stretch, but when he and Texas needed it most, he stepped up and put the team on his back to get that victory. He's had a
1: couple over the last two games, a couple and-ones as he's finishing at the rim or close to the rims where he's getting knocked down to the ground, but as he finish, he's finishing the play. But Mitchell is the guy who's just making himself some money and finding his offensive game and, and not afraid. And they're moving out of his way now a little bit too. They're letting him go one-on-one against guys. And the guys that are covering him are struggling. I mean, if he has to put it on the ground and make a couple different moves, dribbling the ball, it looks like it's going to bounce it off his knee. But if he gets you one-on-one and he gets you up in the air, he will go to the rack, or he'll jump over here for his jump shot, and his jump shot's pretty smooth. Yeah, I don't know where that was last year. I, I mean, they just didn't need him for that. They needed him for something different, or he just wasn't confident in his offensive game. But right now, he's pretty confident over the last two games in his offensive game. That's what they need from him every night. They need him to be 16 to 18 points and a bunch of rebounds. Whoa. And Yeah.
0: Well, he's, he's not going to give you that. I mean, I would love that, but he's not going to average 16 to 18 a game, Buck. I think he can average
1: 16. He should be able to average 16 points a game. Eight eight, eight buckets, come on. That guy should be able to do that. Uh, That That includes his putbacks, which, I mean, his finishes lately are scary. I mean, some of these dunks that he's trying to perform, you know, close to the rim instead of just putting it back, dude, they're banging off the back of the board. I mean, he's missing out on some points, you know, with his acrobatic maneuvers now, too. It's kind of scary. He's missed about four of those in two games.
0: Yeah, uh, he's a freak athlete. There's no doubt about that. He's averaging 11 points per game this season. There's only one Longhorn who averages more than 16 a game, and that's Max Aseman. So I don't think Mitchell's ever going to get there, but uh, could he be at a little bit more than 11 a game? Sure. And you're right. He's put together two really, really good games in a row against two really, really good teams. Like in the wall Houston. rebounding, too. I mean, yeah.
1: Texas beat them in all phases of the game except for three-point shots the other day. They beat them every uh, As they beat, They out-hustled them. Balls on the floor. They did. They, I mean, I thought they played great defense. You know, everybody kind of got involved. Everybody's kind of finding their roles. Now, the big man, guys, that guy's hurt. That dude is, he's a sluggo right now. You know, he'll block a shot every once in a while, but he's not going to give you much offensively. And you could just tell every time he touches the ball, it pains me and I'm in pain. Oh, Shedrick? Stuff.
0: Yeah. 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 He actually played. Pretty well on Saturday. It was one of his best games in recent weeks, but you're right. He's clearly playing banged up, and they've got that heating pad on his back during every oh. single timeout. Like, that's not normal. So, yeah, that's just uh, unfortunately something Texas is probably going to have to deal with for the rest of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. But let's hear from Dylan Mitchell since you brought him up. This is after the game. He was a part of the post game press conference, and he was asked about his game personally, but also about the team and what the team did right to get that bounce-back victory on the road on Saturday?
1: Uh, I think it's about playing with a motor. You know, that's, that's my identity, rebounding and defense. So, you know, I started off a little slow, had a lot of turnovers, uh, but I made sure to keep my head up. Uh, I know the team needs me to win games. Team, we all need each other. You know, we got to play together. So just staying focused and knowing my identity was and continuing to attack the glass, I mean, that's one of our biggest things is the rebounding battle. Uh, the games we lost, we lost the rebounding battle. The games we won, we won the rebounding battle. So I think for our team, that's what it comes down to. So just playing with a motor, you know, every time I step out there. Now he's right about that. He does yeah. give the ball away every once in a while when he dribbles it off his knee. He's not a great ball handler.
0: He is not. No, he's, gotta,
1: he's not. He'll, he'll have to get better at that. And that's, I, I, I I remember Kawhi Leonard when he first came in the league. He was like that. He, he had no handles going on. Balls would bounce off his leg and knee. And then he became a fantastic ball handler. I think this guy can do the same. He can actually get straighten up his game with his ball. Plus, I think he can score more, too. I think his one-on-one moves would be a little bit better. But when he's in a crowd and he tries to dribble, it's, like, scary. You're thinking, uh-oh, turnover. Yeah.
0: His offensive game has gotten significantly better from last year to this year. Sure. Like, I would love for him to come back for at least one more year. And, obviously, he's got a while before he has to make that decision. But in today's college basketball climate, it feels like Dylan Mitchell's probably leaving after yeah. this season. But uh, yeah, look, he, he looked like an NBA player on Saturday. He yeah, looked like an no, NBA yeah. player against Houston last week, too. Uh, but the offensive game's got to develop a little bit more. Once again, it's taken major strides from last year, but that's still lacking a little bit compared to the rest of the game. I mean, he's an NBA-level athlete. There's no doubt about that. He's a great defender. He talked about his rebounding. He is a really, really good rebounder, and that was huge yeah. for Texas. Because, yeah, I mean, we, we talked about it last week, Buck. Like, Texas has been getting worked on the glass and it didn't make sense because Dylan Mitchell's six eight six nine, He's a freak athlete. Dylan six 6'9". Caden Shedrick 6'10". It's not like this team doesn't have any size, especially with their bigs. But they were just getting punked on the glass. And it felt like an effort thing. Honestly, I, I hate ever questioning people's effort. But Texas was slower to lose balls than Houston was last week. And they'd been out-rebounded in six of their last seven games. Well, clearly, Rodney Terry and his coaching staff said something or did something in practice last week, because uh, this was a different beast on the glass. Texas out-rebounded TCU by 13. They were quicker to lose balls. They put more of an emphasis on boxing guys out. They weren't giving yeah. up second-chance opportunities. Like, Dylan Mitchell was a huge part of that, but the whole team, their rebounding, just their desire to rebound, it was there, and that was a massive part of why uh, Saturday was a win instead of a loss. And that's why I feel
1: like these other teams that they've got to play, these these good teams aren't you know, that shouldn't be beaten Texas after after what we've seen over the last two games. The the, the Iowa states and uh, Oklahoma States, K States. I I you know, I they'll still have trouble in Allen Phil House. Everybody does. They will have trouble there. They won't beat beat Houston back in Houston. And the game at Texas Tech will be a huge game. That trip will be huge. But these others, like when they play this week and they're they're playing uh Iowa State, Iowa State's a pretty good basketball team. It's got some really good shooters. But Texas at home should win that basketball game. They should continue to play like they're playing right now. They can win a lot of games. They can make it to the tournament playing the way they're playing now.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. And it's two
1: home games. There's, there, there's, nothing that, there's no part of their game that they can have a letdown in. Whether it's free throw shooting, everything has to stay the same or get better. You know, it can get worse. None yeah. of the parts of their game.
0: Life in the Big 12. I mean, Texas has two home games this week. You love yeah. that. It should be an opportunity to have a 2-0 and o week. Uh, Iowa, State's, Iowa State's good, though. That's the game tomorrow. Then, then on Saturday, you get a little bit of a reprieve with West Virginia coming to town. Although West Virginia beat Texas in Morgantown a few weeks ago, but they are one of the worst teams in the Big 12. That is one of the more winnable games in this league this year, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, look, Texas has three road wins in the Big 12. That's more than any other team in this conference. Yes, Like winning on the road has been impossible for anybody in college basketball, especially in the big 12 in Texas. they've kind of mastered that. They've struggled at home a little bit too much. Like they've lost some games here that uh, you feel like they shouldn't have lost. So if they can take care of their home floor and win a couple of games this week, I think Texas will be favored tomorrow against Iowa state. I know they'll be favored on Saturday against West Virginia. Yep. If they, if they win those two games, then they are, uh, they're off the bubble and they'd be feeling good about where they sit in the NCAA tournament. Now, the season doesn't end on Saturday. They'll still have work to do after this weekend. But if they can uh, win two games that they are supposed to win, then the conversation around this basketball team changes a lot because of what they've been able to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, that Houston game gave them an awful lot of confidence and their abilities to to get up there and scrap with the best of them. And that's a scrappy group at Houston when they hit the boards. and, And Texas just felt like, we ought to be able to match their, you know, aggressiveness. And I think they they've done that since the Houston game and they did it definitely at TCU. I, I was really surprised that they out hustled TCU uh, when TCU's at home. And that's a game that TCU needed to have too.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, once again, I mean, so many home teams have been winning in college yes. basketball. It's like, you just almost assume when two teams are relatively evenly matched on paper, so team's gonna win, yeah. home team's going to win. Yeah. Home team's going to find a way to win, but that's, like it, that, that was a, a frustrating second half because Texas had done so much right in the first half to build up that 11-point lead. And then just TCU just started chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. And well, I'll be honest,
1: that Cole, whoever that dude Cole was, that old-looking dude that looks like Perry Ellis in there, like he'd been playing for 15 years, that dude started making shots. You know, he hadn't had a lot of success this year. But against Texas, they kept giving him – I mean, well, it was they weren't giving him jumpers. They were They didn't know much about him and they were letting him shoot little 15-foot jumpers, and he was hitting them.
0: Yep, Jacoby Coles.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, coming off the bench, had 10 that points hurt. in 23 minutes. Yeah, he was a nice spark for them. Uh, Texas did a good job against Jameer Nelson Jr. Yes. though He was horrible uh, on Saturday and the Longhorns. Horrible on defense, too. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Texas was going after him for sure. But, yeah, I mean, it was frustrating watching TCU erase that 11-point deficit. And I'll be honest, I mean – when TCU had tied the game with about nine minutes left, I was like, oh, like th- this is going to hurt. Like, we're going to be talking about how Texas blew a double digit lead in a game that you felt like they really needed to win to bolster their tournament chances. But Texas responded, they went on a 7 0 run to take a seven point lead. And then it's like, okay, we're good. And then TCU went on a 7 0 run to tie it back up. And it's like, oh my God. Like, I'm telling you, the dictionary picture of a game of runs is what we had on Saturday. Oh, yeah. But like Max Asemus, man, I mean, what what can you say? A historic day for him because he surpassed Danny Manning for thirteenth all time on the college basketball scoring list. Like Danny freaking Manning, dude, one of the most dominant players the sport has ever seen. Max Asemus on that personal thirteen to two run he went on to close out that victory surpassed Danny Manning there, and he put the team on his back. Like that's you need guys like that in a close game. On the road, hostile environment against a good team. You need somebody to step up, right? Who's going to get you that bucket? Oh, yeah. Who can you trust in a late-game big spot? And Max Ace proved that during his time at Oral Roberts, and he's proven that this year. Like, he's, he's been so clutch for this team. You go back to early in the season at MSG, the game-winner he hit against Louisville in what would have been a disastrous loss for Texas because Louisville freaking sucks. He hit that big shot. Start of conference play, game-winner at Cincinnati, in a game the Longhorns were about to lose. He's been good there. And then to do that, once again, 13-2 run by himself, scoring nine unanswered at one point in a huge game after TCU had came back to tie it with Texas blowing an 11-point lead. Like, this dude is a bucket getter, but he's also oh, yeah. clutch, too. Like, there's there's some guys who can get buckets in the first 35 minutes, and then, oh, when the lights get brightest, they kind of disappear, and they get a little nervous. Oh, he wants the ball.
1: That guy wants to take the shot.
0: Even, even if he struggles because Max asmus was oh, yeah. not good for the oh, first no. 35 minutes say like, he's
1: not he's not a good he doesn't take good shots but he takes volume shots and it won't stop him if whether, if he's off it does' not going to
0: stop him from shooting no and it, it shouldn't it should no, it, it can't I don't know the last time Texas has had a score as good as Max Amus I really don't like, they've obviously had – they've had players as good as Asimus because Asimus isn't, you know, a great defender and whatever. He's got some limitations. Well, yeah, but. they've
1: had guards that have been better assist guys and everything else. Sure,
0: but in terms of scores? No,
1: I, he's, he can score.
0: Zay brought up Kevin Durant. Like, last time Texas has had a pure score like Max Asimus. Obviously, very different players. Asimus ain't Durant. He won't be Durant at the next level either. But in terms of just a guy that – Man, you can count on to go get you a bucket in a big moment. It's been oh, yeah. a long time since Texas has had a guy like that. So that was awesome, man. I I hope I hope, uh, hope Acemis can keep playing that way. I hope this Texas team can keep playing well, that he's way. Gonna he's
1: going to keep playing that way because he's going to keep shooting. He ain't stopping. Right. That's just his game. But defensively, if he can just – and if he can finish every once in a while around the rim because he's going to get the advantage. <clears throat> they kind of lure him in there. Come on in here, little guy, see what you can do. But now he's finishing buckets, you know, and ones. I mean, that's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, this is the type of guy, hell, we saw it with Earl Roberts as a 15 seed, right? They they pulled off a massive upset in the NCAA tournament behind Max Asmus and Kevin O'Banner was there too. Like that's, I want Texas to make the tournament for a million different reasons, but this is the type of guy that can carry a team on a relatively deep tournament run. Uh, Jason says Jacobin Brown, yeah, he's in the conversation, but Max Azenis is a better is a better shooter than Jacobin Brown. He yes, just is. Yes. So, man, yeah, huge, huge performance by him. Once again, making some history, uh, surpassing Danny Manning on that all-time scoring list. That's huge right there. And just a massive, massive victory for this Texas basketball team to go on the road and beat a really, really quality opponent. Yeah, I saw, I mean, if
1: Mitchell can keep up the consistency that Dylan DeSue does. I mean, that's that would be fantastic. Yeah. Being
0: state,
1: kind of, just kind of. Let's not get too low. Let's not get too high. Just keep your consistent play. That's sure. going to bode well for Texas winning those games, like you said, those against those not great teams but good teams that they don't lose to. They win those games.
0: Yeah, we've been uh, – by the way, shout-out to Rodney Terry for listening to Texas Sports Unfiltered and putting Kendall Weaver in the starting lineup. Uh, he's absolutely earned those extra minutes, and he was very good again as a role player for this Texas team on Saturday, playing 33 minutes, which was actually second on the team. Right. Like that's that was a great move and we need to see more of that going forward because that guy brings it on both ends of the floor and he helps on yeah, the I class. just like
1: the fact that he's not he doesn't overshoot or overforce his shot because he knows he's not a great shooter. Yeah. He knows he goes, like I said, he'll always go right handed. He's not good going left. He's he's fantastic going to his right. And if he feels like he's got you, he'll go to the hoop or with his right hand, go that way. But he doesn't force stuff like I can't get right. I'm going to get to the right. He doesn't do all that kind of stuff in order to get his shot. He'll just yeah. let it. Go. He'll, he'll work within the flow of the offense or rebounding and, and getting second shots and defending. I like the way he plays.
0: That's well said. Yeah, he knows his role. Like he is mature yeah. behind his uh, beyond his years. Right. Like it's only his second oh, yeah, year mature. of college basketball. Only his first year at Texas. He's 19, uh, but he he's a smart player and he knows what he is on this team to do. Absolutely. And he is he is doing just that. And, and yeah, I mean, Dylan Mitchell, like, we, we've touched on it a few times, man. Uh, there are two guys that you can count on just about every night, and that's Max Asmus and Dylan DeSue. Now, yeah. have those guys had bad nights? Sure. That's that's how it goes. LeBron has a bad night every once in a while. Like, whatever. You're not going to get great performances out of those two every single time they're on the floor. But more often than not, you can rely on those two guys to carry your team. Sure. You need, you need more than that. You yeah, need you more need, than who's going to be that next guy? Who's got third guy? And it's been Dylan Mitchell the last couple of games, yes, right? So I hope it's him more. I would love Tyrese Hunter to play a little better. Yeah, than he for has sure. Been. But we know inconsistencies have marred his Texas career, so he's just not a guy you can rely on uh, every night, which is unfortunate. But if Dylan Mitchell, he he doesn't he doesn't see, he
1: does, it's too bad he doesn't see the growth of these other players around him. You know,
0: Man, I thought that
1: would that would wear off, but we've seen his
0: inconsistencies for two years now. Yeah, I I don't know what to do with him. I mean, you know, every time we talk bad about him, it feels like he responds with like a great game. So maybe we'll just dunk on Tyrese Hunter for the next two days and he'll carry Texas to a win over his former team. Of course, he transferred from Iowa State. So maybe a little extra motivation for Tyrese with the Cyclones coming to town tomorrow night. But uh, yeah, like it doesn't matter who it's going to be. I'd, I'd love for four or five guys to step up for Texas. But you, you have to have a consistent third guy that you can rely on. And maybe that is Dylan Mitchell. Maybe he is turning into that. Uh, but regardless of how you spin it, big win for Texas. And, and I saw Lenardi's bracketology yesterday. And he has Texas squarely in the tournament field. Like before that game against TCU, Texas was in the last four buys category. But because they got that victory on the road in Fort Worth, as of this moment i think texas is an ncaa tournament team and i don't think you'd have to worry about them uh you know having to go to dayton and playing in one of those first four games which you really want to avoid those at all costs so a lot of work left of course i think eight games in the regular season for texas uh not done yet but They've uh, they've played well enough over the last couple of weeks to put themselves back into the tournament field. I see them as a nine seed right now on Lenardi's most recent bracketology. So, we'll take it. Yeah. Hopefully, they can work their way up a few more seed lines too.
1: Yeah, and and I, I like you said, I said, as well as they're playing, I, there's a couple games I don't think they they don't go to Allen Fieldhouse win because Kansas is starting to play their best ball. Of course, yeah. so oh. there's that part of the season where they're playing the best ball they've played all year.
0: Yeah. Allen Fieldhouse yes. still a very tough place to win. Yes, like that's uh, Houston found that out on Saturday with their yes, first trip as a member of the Big Twelve. Houston was favored in that game. Yes, and Kansas just—I mean—they they shot damn near seventy percent from the floor in that game. I mean, the Big Twelve. Let me see if I can pull up a picture of the Big Twelve standings right now, Buck. Just just to show you what this conference is right now. Uh, I mean, this is this is crazy. I don't know if we've ever seen anything like this in college basketball, the Big 12, I think, has 10 teams that are within two games of each other right now wow. in the standings. Here it is on your screen. So you've got Kansas and Houston currently tied atop the league at six and three. I guess well, there's no real tiebreaker. If it ends in a tie, both teams get to clinch or claim a share of the conference title. But you go all the way down to UCF. and I mean, that's a two-game difference between one in twelve. Know. Sorry, not one in ten. One in twelve. Dude, you don't want to play UCF. They can play now. Yeah, UCF beat Kansas this year. They beat Texas and Austin. I mean, like they're they're not bad. That is bonkers. Twelve of the 14 teams in this league are within two games of first place right now. And no use just having a
1: bad stretch right now. And they're good. I mean yeah, there's a OU's, bunch OU's. of good teams there.
0: I'm telling you, man. I mean, you see Texas there at four and five. And, you know, unfortunately, Texas is uh, towards the bottom of the standings right now. But they're, they're not out of this thing. Like, oh, no. Uh, at all. So, yeah, I mean, the, the the narrative surrounding this Texas basketball team has changed a lot with what they've done. You know, I think everybody was a little bit nervous going into this six-game stretch against ranked teams and what is Texas going to do? Because they were coming off that embarrassing loss to UCF. It's like, well, shit, you can't beat them at home. No. You got to play all of these really, really good teams back to back to back to back. How are you going to do? Right now they're 3-2. and two. They've got a shot to go 4-2 and two against some of the best teams in this league. They believe in moral victories, I'm telling you. Oh, so you're saying they are now 4-1 and one in this six-game stretch because well, of the moral all- victory you against You didn't Houston. take that as a victory? Come on, look at what it's done no. to propel this team. No, I didn't. But, uh, hey, you were right. Like, it was well, – how was Texas going to respond? Was that the strong performance against Houston just going to turn into another loss? Or were no. they going to be able to build off of that? And, and
1: They'll continue to build with these two scrubbo's that they're playing this week. They'll be ready to go. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and nothing will be easy. They're not running away – nobody in this league is running away from anybody else, no. unless it's Houston and Kansas running away from somebody else in the league That's that's really – not as good as they are physically, other than that, they'll all be tough games, they'll all be close games, and they'll come down to that final five or six minutes in the game, as you said. Well, we're an 11 point lead, all of a sudden becomes a three point lead, and everybody almost is pissing in their pants, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Those, those 11
1: point and eight point leads that ended up being three with you know four minutes to go in the game, those are scary in this league,
0: yeah. You're right. And if you're Texas, disappear you got... And they disappear in a hurry. These teams are all good. I mean, it's, the Big 12 is going to get 10 teams in the tournament, probably. That's insane. So, yeah, you cannot have an off night on your home floor, on the road. It yeah. doesn't matter because just about everybody, maybe except for Oklahoma State, is capable of beating you. So, and did they have a win this weekend? Did they beat somebody? Yeah, I think they beat West Virginia, which oh. you know th- those are the two worst teams in the conference. Okay, they be. Um, I-, I think that's obvious. I don't know if anything else in the co- in the Big Twelve is obvious right now, but I think I think West Virginia and Oklahoma State are a clear bottom two. But you know West Virginia, they they beat Kansas, they beat Texas, so just about anybody in this league can beat anybody in this league. Yeah, no doubt. You, you got to bring it. You've got to bring it, and the work doesn't stop. Once again, Texas in a good spot right now. With the ncaa tournament but they can give it all back
1: i with, just wish uh, the big kid was a little bit healthy he just doesn't look uh-huh. he just doesn't look good i mean when he's on the floor he'll block a shot he'll come out of you know when somebody's guarding somebody and the guy gets beat and some he'll come from the other side of, of the paint and make a block he just doesn't do anything outstanding offensively he just when he gets the ball in in the in the paint i get nervous you know he'll find out he'll find somebody as an assistant that's fine with me but he doesn't have any offense. He's not a threat offensively to me at all.
0: Now he came from Virginia, where they don't play offense at Their all.
1: Defense, yeah,
0: and I think he came to Texas or in to try right.
1: to to show off some offensive game to help him out.
0: Yeah, I think, think so.
1: Out that way, I think, and that's and the injury. If you got a lower back injury, that's that's a problem.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had shoulder surgery on both of his shoulders this offseason, yes. and he's dealing with that back issue on top of it. So. I don't know what to do with Caden Shedrick. I thought he played well on Saturday. I thought once again one of his best games that he's had in conference play. But I like I I just he's never going to be healthy. Like part of me is like, do you maybe give him a week off, and you know hope your team is good enough and hope Zarek Onyema can get you some minutes off the bench as your backup big man to you know carry the weight and allow Shedrick to get a little healthier. I just I don't know if Texas has that luxury right now because. Even a banged up Shedrick might be a better option than anything else you have in the True. front court. So, and every game matters clearly in, in this Big Twelve race, but also yeah, in the uh, – yeah, you can't take a game off and say, "Oh, we got these guys." Exactly. Like maybe Saturday against West Virginia, maybe. But once again, that is a team that already beat you this year. So, it's well, like,
1: you you may be able to do that
0: if you win this game tomorrow, Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a huge one. That's a huge one tomorrow night. Um, two home games this week. I mean, Texas. The Moody Center was an impossible place to play over its first couple of years of existence. Unfortunately, that has not been the case. Texas has lost three times this year at home uh, after losing just
1: one- Customers in Texas who switch from these guys to Fred Loya saved an average of $1,700 a year.
0: Give us a call. They've got to find a way to protect their home floor on top of that. God, If they had if just done that, they'd be in such a good spot right now. But uh, alas... There you go. One more thought from Rodney Terry here before we uh, move on and get to some of the other big sports stories from the weekend. Let's hear from the coach. Big win over TCU. Here's what uh, RT had to say in the postgame. These
2: guys right next to me, man, they're the ones they want, they, they've, uh, they earned us today. They had to come in. It wasn't easy coming into the hostile environment. Great crowd today. Um, these guys came and competed at a very high level. I challenged them all week to, to be aggressive in everything that we're, we're doing and uh, to have a great edge about themselves the remainder of the season and uh we did that today uh, on a uh on a, on a home court uh of a team that we respect a lot that's uh, that's a really good team yeah
1: they play with an edge they did play with an edge they looked like they had a physical edge about them that they weren't worried about you know what i'm saying we're we're away we're we're going to get out rebounded we got to win in some other aspect of the game they looked like they were ready to play on at at every part of the game that they were going to compete against that team but not just compete but they were going to win the battles like i said they won every statistic except for the three point shooting that was it they won everything else yeah. i mean they crushed on the rebound that that was surprising so they they have to they have to play that way all the time they have to play with that edge as if whether it's home or away we got to win these battles if the ball's on the ground we got to get to it first you know yep. we got to get to the boards we got to be willing we got to be willing to sacrifice you know Tyrese Hunter's got to be willing to be a got it gets to the boards with the rest of them you know, this no no team is. I haven't seen many fast breaks in this league this year. I mean, I think teams play defense well enough that you don't see teams get out and run. There's nobody that gets out and run. I was expecting Houston to get out and run a little bit against Kansas. They did not. Kansas gets back. You just don't. There's not a team I, I think offensively in this in this league that's a running team because the defenses are too good. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and, and and that's good to see, which tells me that everybody's going to the boards that. They don't. They don't send three guys to the boards and two guys to start playing defense. They send everybody to the boards in this conference because the guards have to be a part of it too. I saw Ty, Tyrese Hunter trying to get involved in that, and he has to. Yep. That I mean, guy, is the only guy I don't expect to go digging in there for boards. You know, I expect him to be going in there for loose balls, which they all do. But that's the way they have to play. They have to play with that edge all the time.
0: They do. They do. They do. And they brought it to TCU on Saturday. See, the weekend. ladies
1: got to win too over the weekend, huh?
0: Yeah. Well, before we, uh, before we shift gears and talk about the women's team for a little oh, bit. We're
1: gonna, oh, we're going to go, we're going to delve into that deep.
0: Delve into what deep?
1: The women's game.
0: Oh, you got some hot takes about the women's performance? No. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see it. I thought you were the title nine guy. Yeah, I, I didn't see the game. There's was a nationally televised matchup. The oh, number no. two team in the land was here in town, and you didn't watch? Must have been something going on at Pebble Beach like rain. Yeah, there was no golf. <laughs> Actually, there was golf. There was Live Golf, which is the premier oh, no. in <laughs> the world of professional oh, golf. We, we, the, awesome. Hour two of today's show is going to be all about oh, what man. happened in Mayakoba yesterday with Waco. They all call him Waco now. Joaquin Neiman beating Sergio Garcia in a four-hole playoff. Electric stuff. Meanwhile, the PGA Tour can't even play because there's a little bit of rain and wind. Pathetic. I thought Liv was the three-day tournament. Now the PGA Tour, they're trying to copy Live. They're only no. playing three rounds now?
1: No, dudes were falling off the cliff. If they got close to the edge over there, they were afraid that they were gonna blow over into the ocean.
0: Oh no, they're anymore. only doing fifty-four holes in PGA because they realized live is the way to go. What
1: a is- magnificent venue right there on the ocean. Yes. Parts of the parts of the golf course falling into the ocean. What a great place. Lives oh. out there in a little shorts, making all kinds of noise, coming to the greens, they're jamming hootie and the blowfish and all that other kind of crap that's going on.
0: Okay. I don't need we to. Can't, we can't Damn. have that.
1: We can't wow. have that. We, we, at least had,
0: we at least had live golf yesterday for live. We did not have that for the PGA tour, the fake event that was going on. Congratulations
1: just a big shaper in the ladies. Nice win over K state number
0: two in the nation. Yes. All right. We'll get to that in a second. We'll get to all that stuff. We got to give some shout outs to uh, some of our great sponsors though. First Buck
1: Definitely. Our good friends over at relax the back. And on Friday, As I was in a machine for about three hours, laying flat on my back, boy, does my back hurt. My back has been killing me all weekend long, trying to be in one position. And the guy telling me, you got to stay still. No moving around. No sneezing. No moving. No blowing your nose. No nothing in there. And it sucked. And let me tell you, I got to do it one more time today. But, boy, I got home and sat in my chair. And I'm in my chair right now, my relaxed back chair. And it is absolutely the most comfortable feeling there is when you've got a bad back, whether it's your thoracic, your lumbar region. Uh, the folks over at Relaxed Back have many different types of chairs just for you. select office chairs. Of course, they've got the, the recliners. They've got it all. Stand-up desks. You name it, they've got it. Two locations in B caves at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods, and of course, in North Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Folks, go check out the pillows, too, that are going to help your neck, your neck and your shoulder for sure. Live pain-free like I do at Relax the Back.
0: Yes, indeed. Shout out to them. Also, shout out to BetUS. If you're trying to make some money on sports like the Buck did over the weekend, you got to check out our friends at BetUS. Of course, the Super Bowl is coming up on Sunday. If you want to bet on the game, if you want to take those prop bets, the National Anthem, the coin toss, the color of the Gatorade, that gets poured on the winning coach. You can bet on all of that stuff over at BetUS. And it's so easy to sign up. If you're watching on YouTube, just click the link in the video description below. You deposit 50 bucks. They're going to match that deposit. They're literally giving you free money. And, uh, oh, yeah, you'll be on your way to winning even more money. You don't have to wait until Super Bowl Sunday. You can bet on college basketball tonight, the NBA, the NHL, any sport that you want. They've got for you on BetUS. If you're listening on the Texas Sports Unfiltered app, make sure you download that, by the way, if you haven't yet. uh, There's a link. There as well. Just click Explore Our Socials on the homepage of the app. And then there's a link for BetUS. You can sign up there from your phone. Once again, $50 deposit. BetUS is going to hook you up with some free money. And uh, you will be ready to win money on the biggest sporting events of the year. Plus, they've got that casino, too. Play right. You can play poker. You can play roulette. They've got it all for you right there. Shout out to our friends at BetUS or the game. Begins. I think they got
1: a bet. I think they have a deal for Travis Kelsey. If, I mean Jason Kelsey, if he's going to keep his shirt on or not. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they I, should. No, he's not
0: going to do that. He did. That's a once and done, isn't it? That's a Buffalo deal, right? It's got to be. Like with those psycho fans up they there. Don't to do that in Vegas. Although there will be some psychos in Vegas. There will be some psychos in Vegas. You know why? Why is that? Because live golf's gonna be there this weekend. Oh, no. That's the real event going on in Sin City. They got Sid a tournament
1: City. there in Vegas.
0: They do indeed. Fifty
1: fifty hole tournament with their with their little short shorts with their
0: cutoffs. Oh man, it's gonna be glorious. <laughs> it's gonna be some high quality golf I you didn't like
1: Do Did you see John Rom looking closer and closer to like John Daly? Oh, what are you saying? I'm going to say Rom in the next two years will blow up. He's fat. To
0: John Daly's size, oh wow! One of the best golfers in the world. You're saying he's going to get out of shape?
1: Oh yeah, that that whole 54. He's not walking enough. Mm. He's going to turn. He's going to turn into John Daly. Yeah. Well, on the course or off the course? No, he'll be he'll be fine off the course. he got pretty level headed, but on the course, he's going to eat his way into the John Daly. Oh, size. dude. Yeah, He's not far from it now with that big old body of his. Watch that thing over the next two years. He's a big playing dude. Golf And be wearing short shorts around and not get enough sweating in.
0: They're not wearing short shorts. This isn't John Stockton going on they here. Now. They're wearing normal length shorts. They're just more comfortable on the course, man. Yeah, Rom was in the mix. We have a special attire that we weigh playing
1: play golf. And shorts like those guys do, that's not a tradition like any other. That's awful. And that music is awful too. Well, you, you like the music? I mean, I mean, you when I play with my boys, they play music. I have to tell yeah. them to turn that down. I said, this is not the disco. I'm trying to concentrate here.
0: They're trying to be like us, you know. We wear shorts on the course at times. We play music when we play. They're trying to show us that pro golfers, even though they're professionals and they're the best in the world. They're just like everybody else. No, they're not. They're not like it's everybody. It's so relatable. Else. The Saudis are so relatable, oh, yeah, yeah. They their as money, a people are they're, they're just like us. Their money's just like mine. Boy, am I trying to secure a live sponsorship for us or what? Wow. Somebody send this to Greg Norman, please. Let him know how in favor of live golf I am. Wow. That is so awful. Pro live pro Saudi, all that stuff. Who Who is in the mix there? Rom, who else? Uh, well, the, yeah, Rom, I think finished third. The, the, the two-way playoff was Joaquin Neiman and Sergio. I mean, that's a, that's like a very good leaderboard that they had. Uh Kepka was there. Johnson was there. Kind of turned into a three horse race though over the last time, well, That's five all they or had six. Is
1: Kepka. Now they've got Roms. So they have Kepka. They got, and Dustin got Johnson, That guy doesn't win anymore. That guy doesn't win. Does he even he was he in the top five
0: of that no. tournament?
1: The big bomber with no. his short shorts on.
0: No. He's he done. Yeah, they have so many other big names. You're not gonna finish in the top five every week, you know yeah
1: they've got, they've got tons. there's they're stealing their way into it.
0: That's uh yeah, I like the the party music going on. It's like you're at a oh club my. while you're watching this I golf know. on on the CW. Good luck finding that channel. It's uh, channel twelve on Rectum if that's what you have. I here. Saw it. I saw it. there you go. It's real golf right there, man. you're Dude, trying to watch, watch you're trying to watch that fake tournament. It's like, oh, weather delay. here's yesterday's coverage. And then they canceled it. Pebble they can't even beef, finish the, the tournament? Pins.
1: Guys were almost falling off the cliff. The wind was blowing so hard. Yeah.
0: Tyrell Hatton, Cam Smith. Tyrell Hatton. Louie, that Louie, that Louie Who's some names? Kevin Na. Come on. Have Wyndham
1: Clark's Hotel. How about Wyndham Clark? Yeah, oh, congrats.
0: Congrats. A hotel won your golf tournament that you had to call early. Guy was guy shot 59.
1: Hey, yeah. Wyndham, can you make a putt here? down the mm. stretch
0: to shoot 59 let's go hey the future of golf is here you're uh you're hanging out in the past man you're on the wrong side of history Oh my the God. saudis are on the right side of history That's never gonna happen let me tell you oh man all right hey the women's basketball team yes. do need to give them a ton of love what a week for the texas women i mean they went on the road on thursday and beat 13th ranked baylor in a huge matchup. And then a couple of days later, they had to host the number two team in the country in Kansas State. And Texas beat them at Moody Center yesterday. Great crowd on hand, too. Uh, damn near 9,000 in attendance. And it was loud at the Moody Center throughout that game. Texas gets the win 61-54. That's two ranked wins in the week for Vic Schaefer and company. The Longhorns now 21-3 and on the season Texas was ranked number 12 last week. They're going to be back into the top 10 today when the new AP poll comes out, uh, but big time. Madison Booker had 20 points. Taylor Jones added 13. Shay Holly from Westlake. She didn't score, but she's all over the place. Played all 40 minutes. She plays great defense. She hustles. She's diving on the floor, uh, drawing charges. I mean, it, it was a total team effort by Texas. They were awesome defensively. K-State couldn't get anything going on offense and this Texas women's team, Buck, I mean, they lost Rory Harmon, their best player, maybe the best point guard in the country. And it, it kind of felt like the season was over. And she's just so important to the success of this team. And it's like, oh, you lose her. And what's going to happen to this team going forward? Well, they have still played like one of the best teams in college hoops. They haven't really missed a beat. And no. they're about to be in the top 10 again. It's awesome to watch.
1: Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, the next couple games for them are pretty good games that they've got to play. And this is – uh. This is a team that's now picked up the pace. You know, they lose their star and they picked up the pace. They haven't missed a beat, like you
0: said. Yeah, absolutely. 21-3. and 3. They're uh, at Houston on Wednesday and then home against Iowa State this weekend. Oh. Neither of those teams that good. Uh, so, yeah, Texas, I mean, that was a, a tough stretch, a tough week yes. to go on the road. Baylor's been maybe the biggest rival for Texas women's basketball in recent years. You get that victory in their house, and then you come back home and uh pete the number two team in the country hand in k-state their third loss of the season uh awesome stuff we'll uh, let you hear from vic Schaefer here this comes from after the game yesterday talking about his team's strong performance in that win over the purple cats you know
1: again happy for our players to be 21 and 3 and having gone through what they've gone through and continue to go through um i just couldn't be more proud of them you know this is hard to do y'all it's hard to win hard to win at this level uh They've now won back-to-back top 15 games this week. Um, Just uh, one was on the road, and and obviously this
2: one was here at home. So, you know, as I've told them, all they are doing is proving that they're good enough.
1: Winning is hard. You know that.
0: No, the Tom Herman reference. I had a hunch that one wasn't going to get by you. (laughs) (laughs) Winning is hard. Hey, you can say it when you actually are winning. If you say that after a win, that's a little bit more okay than saying that after a loss, like Tom Herman was seemingly doing. Uh, But yeah, K-State just 19 points in the first half. That's a season low for them. That Texas defense was stifling. Just an impressive weekend for Texas basketball. Men's and women's two huge ranked victories against teams that wear purple. And uh, both teams in really, really good spot. Obviously, the Texas women, they're a tournament lock. They're just playing for seeding at this point. But the Texas men doing a lot to bolster there nc2a tournament That's chances good weekend to uh to be a longhorn the tennis teams did well some good track and field stuff too a lot of a uh, lot of exciting things went down on the 40 acres on saturday and sunday so a great weekend for sure,
1: most of the York. exciting sporting event was live golf
0: don't
1: um, ask, listen don't accidentally fall into that anymore don't now that you know what challenges it's on please just don't don't go to that you know you don't want to do that
0: I'm in on that. And I there's a Live Golf Tournament coming to Texas in the summer. In, in Houston, I presume. In Houston. So we're going to be live there doing two weeks get of shows. Of two full weeks of shows. Getting is, that, you set. Is, that, is that their major? Hey, when we get that Live money, y'all will be thanking me, okay? Because we're all going to be rich on Texas Sports Unfiltered. want that money. Okay, I'll take it all myself, I guess. I, I was going to be nice and share it with the whole staff, but if uh, you guys don't want it, then that's more for me. More green for you. More or green. gold. More gold, gold or oil. That oil money, that blood money. That blood money, That's there's still money, huh? I'll rinse it off. I ain't worried about it. It's no big deal. Come on, man. That is the real golf right there. You'll learn. The people will learn where the real golf is played. Oh, man, that's all right. Okay, we'll get back into Texas basketball here uh, in hour number two. But um, how about some NFL stuff here, Buck? Oh, yeah. We've got, uh, so every every coaching, head coaching vacancy has been filled in the NFL. That That happened last week. Dan Quinn, of course, the former Cowboys defensive coordinator, got the last head coaching job. He headed to Washington late last week. Well, we've got some coordinator hires to talk about. And, well, the Washington Commanders have hired their offensive and defensive coordinators. And you've got some very interesting names for both. We'll start on the offensive side, and it's a guy that you know very well, a guy that you love very much, one of the best-smelling men.
1: Not one of the best, the best-smelling man on the universe, on the planet.
0: Wow, the best-smelling man for Buck. What does he smell like again? A fresh garden salad. I thought it was a tossed salad. No,
1: it doesn't have to be tossed whatsoever. It's just a fresh garden. Oh. Like if you go into Olive Garden, there's a big salad bowl, oh. or you go into Luby's or a place like that with the big salad dishes. That's you're what telling
0: they're, they're tossing people's salads at Olive Garden now. Oh, uh, no, you and just hear your family.
1: Bowl. Oh, that's what they mean by that, huh? It's just there's a big bowl and it's you just just go by and just smell it. Don't stick your face in it. Just smell it. That's oh. what he smells like. Just, yes, just, that's right. No. You know the chocolate fountains at that place where they used to have that the, the the chocolate fountains? Well they had a big they have a big salad bowl there. Just go by that salad bowl. That's what he smells like. Olive Garden. He smells like Olive Garden.
0: I mean, when you talk about chocolate fountain, are you still talking about a tossed salad here?
1: no, <laughs> no. I'm not talking about anything to do with Tom. I'm talking about fresh salad, garden fresh salad.
0: Okay. I swear swear to the best.
1: Mangoes? No, tomatoes. Everything that you want in that fresh tossed salad. You don't even put any dressing on it. Just smell the salad, you know. Mm -hmm. And Cliff Kingsbury, they've got the best.
0: I'm going to throw up from this conversation here. This is gross. Cliff Kingsbury, the offensive coordinator in Washington. Wow. he was, he was linked to the Raiders for a while, right? The Raiders were looking for an OC and Kingsbury had interviewed there, I think a couple of times to uh, be the guy for Antonio Pierce, who of course got the job following his stint as the interim coach in Sin City. But Kingsbury over the weekend, he, he pulled out of the Raiders job. Like his agent released a statement on Saturday saying, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury is no longer interested in Vegas. And you're like, okay, what's going on? And then boom, seemingly right after that, he starts getting linked to Washington, and yesterday it became official. He took the job as the commander's offensive coordinator. Uh, here's here's I've got a conspiracy here, Buck. So Washington currently has the number two pick in the draft. Yes. And everyone assumes they're going to take a quarterback. There are seemingly three really, really good quarterbacks who might go in the top three this year with Caleb Williams, with Drake May, and with uh, the Heisman winner, Jaden Daniels. Washington's got the number two pick right now. I think most people assume Caleb Williams is going to go first. Well, Cliff Kingsbury, the last couple of years, has been at USC as an offensive analyst under Lincoln Riley. Right. Caleb Williams played his college football the last couple of years at USC with Cliff Kingsbury. I am making the prediction right now that the Washington Commanders are going to trade up from number two to number one, and they are going to draft caleb williams and a big part of why that they hired cliff kingsbury is because he's got the relationship with caleb williams which should ideally make his transition from college to pro a little bit easier oh for sure so that's my call i think uh because i don't think caleb williams is getting past one uh we'll see what chicago does they might trade that pick and run it back with justin fields one more time or they might say hey we're not we're not trading this pick we want caleb williams and you guys can have justin fields we'll trade him But I I think Washington is, with the new owner, they want to make a splash. They want to send a message that this ain't the same Washington football team that's been the laughing stock of the league for the last three decades under Dan Snyder. It's the same. Well, they're going to try to avoid that, and they want to start a new era of football in our nation's capital. telling you, I think uh, the Kingsbury hire is because they plan on moving up to go get Caleb Williams in late April. Well, what are they going to have to do to move up? A lot. I mean, they'll have to give up, obviously, the number two pick. You would think their first-round pick next year Yes. another draft pick or two this year as well. It's it's a steep price, especially when you're talking about a guy who some people regard as a can't-miss quarterback prospect and Caleb Williams. So it, it won't be cheap. I mean, it will not be cheap at all. Uh, the Texans almost did it last year. There's almost a three-team trade in place between them, Chicago and Carolina. Texans backed out best decision they've ever made because they were able to stay at number two and get C.J. Stroud, who is so right. much better than Bryce Young. It's not even funny. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to cost Washington a pretty penny to uh, to move up that one spot if they want to do so.
1: Yeah, it's got to be the guy they want. I mean, they're not doing all these maneuvers and bringing Cliff Kingsbury in, not yeah. to coach Caleb Williams. So they're going right. to do everything they can. They're They're going to you know, they, that, that is a splash move. That's a splash higher by the coordinator and the, and the quarterback that they're going to take. Mm-hmm. And they're going to give up a lot.
0: Yeah. And look, Kingsbury is, he's a big enough name. He's a well enough regarded offensive mind to where, sure. even if they don't trade up the number one, even if they do draft Drake May or Jaden Daniels at two, then I think Washington's going to feel good about either of those guys learning from Cliffy. Sure. But I just—they're gonna try. I, I, I thought they were gonna try regardless, but now that they've got that USC connection, uh, yeah, they—they they are going to be on the phones sense, a lot. Yeah. Yep. So we'll—we'll we'll see if it happens. But I like that hire. I really do. I mean, I—I I like what Washington's doing. I, I think Dan Quinn is a very good coach in this league. Now I say that, Buck. And today is the uh, seven-year anniversary of twenty-eight to three. Of course, Dan oh. Quinn was the coach for the Falcons during the biggest Super Bowl collapse of all time. So I feel like people will come after me for saying Dan Quinn's a good head coach, especially today. But I do think he's a good head coach. I think He's earned the opportunity to be head coach, a head coach again in this league. And I think Cliff Kingsbury is a very good offensive coordinator. So I I like what Washington is doing. I think they're putting together a a pretty solid staff right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you get Caleb Williams, you're going to get your franchise quarterback. Oh, yeah. You just are. I mean, I mean, he's that he's that good.
0: Where um, where are you at on the other two right now? Like, do you think the gap between Caleb and May and Daniels is significant? I think it's significant enough.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Daniels yeah. is going to be able to take off and run with the ball. He's going to be more like Justin Fields, yeah, and that and that type of quarterback. But he can run. He's a he's a runner, runner. You know. But then again, after you start watching Justin Fields after two years in the league, he did not run as much because they hit as they hit hard when they get to you. That starts to wear you down. I, don't, I just don't know if how long you can stay a running quarterback in this league, Lamar Jackson. I, I just don't, you just can't make it without being a, a passer.
0: Yeah. Just I mean, hard, on legs. Sure, sure. And Fields has gotten better as a passer. And, yes. you know, whether he's in it's Chicago. Well. Right. Well, Lamar's, yeah. I mean, he's about to win MVP. You can't win MVP just on running. Like, he's no. about to win that award for a second time. And, uh yeah, he has developed into a, a very good passer. He'll never be the best thrower in the NFL, but obviously he's become one of the better throwers. And with the weapons that he has with his legs, then yeah, he's a problem. I mean,
1: Drake May's not, I think people think Drake May is this guy that just sits in the pocket. He's got the escape too. He moves around. He's a really good athlete. So and he's got yeah. a really strong arm. So he gets the ball down the field. But he's not gonna escape like he's not gonna escape like those two guys. Caleb Williams. He's got that weird escapability, like Patrick Mahomes kind of escapability, you know? Knows when to lead, mm-hmm. knows how to throw from all different types of angles. He's just one of those can't-miss guys. You know, you just start building yeah. your team around him. Just start finding ways to do it. And that's a great start by having an offensive coordinator like King, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, quarterback coach. I mean, that's what that's what you do.
0: For sure. Agreed. I think all three of those quarterbacks could be number yeah, one picks cool. in certain years, but... Uh, obviously, only one guy can go number one. It's a very good quarterback class. You might see five to six QBs drafted in round one. Sure. I and mean, I, think, I think there's a pretty obvious gap between those three and everybody else. But Bo Nix could be a first-round pick. J.J. McCarthy from the Michigan Cheaters could be a first-round pick. Uh, Michael Penix Jr. perhaps could hear his name called in the first round. So, yeah, it's uh, you're going to see some QBs You don't even hear about up.
1: him in the top four now.
0: Top four QBs. Yeah. Now, yeah, I mean, it's like what a difference a week can make, right? I mean, after the Texas wow. game, it was like, oh, we we need to talk about this guy more, and he might be a top ten pick of the draft this year, and then he really struggled against Michigan, and now I'm looking at a mock draft right now, and he's not projected to go in the first round. So,
1: I mean, his escapability is just compared to those other guys, isn't there?
0: Penix. Yeah. Well, he was a great runner at Indiana, but then he tore both of his ACLs and he stopped running. I, I think he can run; uh, he just gets hurt all the time. He's a little bit small and he's a lefty. Like those, every time he, he
1: does, every time he does run, he gets hurt. Yeah, yeah.
0: Those are three things that I think will be held against uh, Michael Penix Jr. But I mean, the accuracy—it's there. Does he have a chance to be a franchise quarterback in the league? Yes. Absolutely. He, he, I don't know if he has the potential that some of those other dudes have. And so much of the NFL draft is about ceiling, right? And like, okay, what are you sure. now? And also, what are you going to be in five years? Uh, but nah, I think Penix, I and mean, that arm talent, we saw it in person. That's, uh, that's special. A guy can just drop it in a bucket. You know, from he anywhere. maneuvers
1: enough sort of like Purdy. He can get around just about like that.
0: Yeah. Maybe mm.
1: not as well as Purdy. Purdy, as we saw last two weeks ago, that guy can get up and go.
0: Yeah, I think Penix has that ability too. I think he I think he can move um when when he needs to. He just didn't need to with no. with Washington. That O line was great and he had three NFL receivers. So uh and then one other NFL nugget to get to. Oh, by the way, Joe Witt Jr. is the new defensive coordinator in Washington. He was the secondary coach and pass game coordinator for Dallas under Dan Quinn the last couple of seasons. There was some thought that maybe Joe Witt was going to get the Cowboys' D.C. job because, of course, Dan Quinn left. But Witt is following his boss to our nation's capital. So now the Cowboys will have to hire a defensive coordinator. And one name that popped up over the weekend, I think is a name that uh, either you and I or Trey and I touched on last week. Your guy, Mike Zimmer. My goodness. Long-time Minnesota Vikings Queens head coach, former Cowboys assistant coach, was the DC in Dallas uh in the early two thousands. I think was on some of the staffs in the nineties there as well.
1: Was he on the Rolodex? So that's just just call him.
0: Yeah. Well, Jerry's Jerry and Zimmer have a relationship for sure. There was yeah. some thought when um what well, Mike McCarthy got the job that maybe Mike Zimmer was going to be like in the mix to be the head coach. He was still in Minnesota at the time, but people were like, hey. Maybe Jerry's going to call Zimmer and try to lure him away from the Vikings to be the next head coach in Dallas. That didn't happen, but I'd be okay with it. I mean, Zimmer's one of the best defensive minds in the sport. His defenses, even in Minnesota, when they didn't have great years, were usually amongst the best in football. He's got head coaching experience, too, so that's another you – know, Well, they missed, they
1: missed him in, in Minnesota over the last couple of years. Yeah. Got rid of him as the head coach, but they missed him as a quarterback. They missed that – their defense struggled
0: yeah so i don't know I, i'd be on board with this hire what do you think
1: well it all depends i'll, I'll have to ask um michael parsons brother what he thinks I'll, I'll <laughs> uh let's find out what he thinks first
0: yeah 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 yeah. and uh, I think that'd be the most lambs.
1: important thing to do that those are the most important people that you have to get through
0: well yeah they should be in the interview right cd lamb's mom right. and Micah parsons brother yeah let's get Dax's brother in there for good measure I as well yeah we, we, we need live tweets from those three uh, during the interview, I want to get their thoughts on how Zim does.
1: It seems to be the most important thing going, so we need to get that. Make sure don't leave. If you leave them out, you're going to hear about it. <sighs> what a what a place!
0: What a place! Yep, the circus that is the Dallas Cowboys uh, never takes a day off. You know, Cirque du Soleil they they travel, but they they oh, take yeah. some time off. That's a seasonal bit. Uh, no. The Dallas Cowboys circus is not seasonal. That is twenty 24-7-3. Man. 65. Um, let me ask you this. Ron Rivera is also reportedly a considered candidate in Dallas for the D.C. job. You got a preference between Rivera and Zimmer? No, they're both old. They, yeah, they are both old. They're younger than you, I think. Yeah,
1: but they're, that doesn't make them that they're young.
0: They're no, just younger
1: true. than me, that's all.
0: Zimmer's barely younger than you. He's 67. Yeah. And Rivera sixty two.
1: No, I, I I wouldn't have a, a preference. I, I mean, Ron Rivera is pretty good defensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah, he is. Over the he, weekend, Rocky got Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed is dead.
0: Uh, yes, that's a one eighty. Yeah, Carl Weathers is no longer with us. I don't think Rocky got to him though. Adrian, you sure? that alligator that got his uh, (laughs) hand that one time. Got the rest of them. Finally got the rest of them. Oh, wait, no, that happened in the movie as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, Carl Weathers did pass away. Uh, I think that was, what, Thursday? Thursday or Friday. Late Thursday night, maybe. Yeah, 76 years young. The former NFL linebacker. Raiders. Of course, played Apollo Creed in the first four Rocky movies. He was in Predator. He was in Toy Story. He was in Happy Gilmore as the great Chubbs Peterson. Come on, Chubbs. That guy, legend, man. He gone. That that one stings. I gotta I gotta watch some of those movies this week in honor of Carl Weathers.
1: There you go. Which I, uh, one would you watch first?
0: Well, Happy Robbie Gilmore. would not be your first. Happy Gilmore is like a top five movie of all time for me. So I mean Adam Sandler is like my messiah, dude. I've I've gotta I've gotta start with that guy. You know that.
1: I've not ever seen that movie all the way through. What? No. That, that is
0: anti-Semitic, dude. Serious? Yeah, serious.
1: I saw, the, I saw the movie with him and his boys going way back when they were kids. I saw that stupid-ass movie. Billy Madison? No, when he was with his boys and they would go, they went and they, had, they brought back their wives and kids. Oh, grown-ups? Yeah, I watched that. Oh, I, man. I've, I've never seen, I've never seen the, the gator one. I've never seen the golfing one. All the you way never through. seen Happy Gilmore? Not all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never sat down and stopped and, and did my whole deal and wasted two hours of my life to watch that. No.
0: Oh, my God, dude. That's really the meanest thing you've ever said to me. Seriously? That is a personal shot right there. Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore, the greatest golf movie of all time.
1: Very I, I know how that would hurt because it's very similar to live golf. So yes.
0: No, I don't did, I don't yeah. think Adam Sandler is very involved in live golf. I think he's probably far away from that. Yeah. Unlike, that, you. unlike Caddy, you. Unlike me. Yeah. Well, Adam yeah. Sandler doesn't need the money. I need the money. Okay. <laughs> the Sandman is set. That, that guy being one of the greatest actors and just entertainers of all time is okay. He doesn't need that live money. But maybe you know I am one of the greatest entertainers of this generation. I don't have the money that uh, that he has right now. More like my teeth, my
1: Denzel teeth, but I just don't have the Denzel wallet. Exactly. Yes. Gotcha. Exactly. How that feels. What about Billy Madison or Mr. Deeds or Big Daddy? You see oh, any I've, of those? Uh, Big Daddy,
0: Mr. Deeds, yes. Great. Billy, Billy Madison, no. In, oh, no. Those are the top two. Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are my are my two favorites of the Sandman. I don't know if Carl Weathers is in Billy Madison, but he is in Happy Gilmore, though. Uh, and I also, I mean, look, it, all the shit I just gave you, you can turn it right back on me because I have seen zero of the Rocky movies. So maybe this is the time, maybe to pay tribute oh, to Carl yeah. Weathers. I, uh, I, I watch at least the first four Rockies because he's in the first four, right? Yeah, I think so.
1: Was he living in America? Oh yeah, he's that's him. Apollo Creed,
0: yes. He's an action Jackson as well. He's <laughs> yeah,
1: action Jackson.
0: Yes. I don't think I ever saw that one either. No, and you're not going to. I don't I don't need to see that one. No. Which Rocky do I need to watch? Is there uh do I need to watch all of them? I can't. That's you, you can't know I am do that. with dude. I don't commit to anything. You know that. That's like, too long.
1: That's way too long. <sighs>
0: At, At least which one? Rocky two. Go to two. Rocky two is the one that I need to start with. Will I will I know what's no, happening no. if I don't see Rocky one.
1: No, you're not going to miss anything. You you you'll get it. You'll I'll understand it. if you watch Rocky Rocky five. You'll get it. You'll yeah, get the whole phone.
0: It's just Sylvester Stallone like <laughs> training to fight somebody and then fighting somebody.
1: Mr T and his you know yeah you can get Drago.
0: Drago yes yeah. Goran Dragic or whoever that is. <laughs> I don't know. All right, so yeah, RIP Carl Weathers. Um that's a tough one, man. That is a tough one for a lot of people. Hey, now, do you play golf? I got golf?
1: It now now you made me think of Live Golf and that
0: movie Happy Gilmore? Yeah. Yeah, do that today, man. Or next time it rains and you don't predict it. What? Yeah.
1: No, I've got to go. I've got to go to the doctor. I've got another one more big appointment today, so I get my Jardians and then I can be 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 over it. Are you getting (laughs) Jardians? I've got to lay off the sugars. As of as of yesterday, that was it. Yesterday was my last day. I'm on a six month no sweets deal. What? My A one A. I got some other things that that have risen a little bit. Plus, I got to get maybe a hyperparathyroid that they didn't get the first time out. Oh. Calcium too high. I mean, I was in a, in a machine the other day for two and a half hours, and then I've got to go do some contrast, dye in into my veins today. And then I'll have a specialist look at it, and there's a possibility I'll have surgery hopefully within a month and get back to normal. But this oh, overbuild sh- cal- of calcium is making some other things go not good. No sugar for six months? Me eating Snicker bars and every once in a while, sneaking some sugary drinks and grapes and all kinds of crap, just bread in general. Gotta kinda, I gotta stop. That has to be, that's that's a a must. And so I don't wanna be on Jardians. I don't wanna be, I don't wanna do the commercial. I don't wanna do that, I don't wanna be that guy. We need you. That's the mailman. I don't want, I don't want that role. No.
0: Oh yeah. We need that. We need you there with her. No, I do not. No. You know, they've got a new Jardians lady now. They've gone away from the big blueberry. What happened? What happened? I don't know. Like I saw a new Jardians commercial a week or two ago. And it's not, let me see if I can pull up a picture of the new one. Come on. Meanwhile, just in case uh, New York Sal is watching, I'll I'll, I'll keep this picture up because I know he's obsessed with her.
1: He's not the only one. I think Wags
0: likes her, too. Yeah, they got I, a new job. because like I
1: think she's very talented.
0: Is that what you call what she does? Yes. And those dance moves are, it's hard to oh, even yeah, call them Yeah, once she puts on the yellow dress, it's on. Oh, you want to see the Chiquita Banana look? Oh. Sure. That one right there, that's money. Here's the uh Are yeah, you going to make her
1: your Valentine's? Think about it.
0: Uh, I've thought about it, and the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still thinking about it, and my answer is still no. No. No, what about you? You're gonna you're gonna leave your Valentine for that. One, one shot. That's your hall pass, huh? Here's the new Jardians lady. See, okay, so they got a new Jardiance lady. Maybe they need a new uh Black mailman to to deliver mail randomly outside is by the a new lady that's the new Jardine's lady. so you could be that guy in the corner just put my hand over there that goof what is that what is he what are they what are both of them doing?
1: Oh, they're falling asleep on their palms
0: uh, they're like,
1: yeah, we missed the
0: old Jardine's lady oh, this one s-
1: does she sing
0: uh yeah, it's the same song. Sounds the exact same. It's crazy that they found two people with the exact same voice. Do they dance?
1: I mean, does she dance too? It's it's worse. Because you know, you got to be able to dance, you know.
0: Yeah, but the the dancing is worse with the new one than the old one. I mean, it, the the old commercial dance wasn't great, but this one is a step back. I know from Sal that. was
1: very disappointed.
0: Mm, yeah, no, that's you uh, might have a funeral. Wow, uh, I, I got to send him a thoughts and prayers text after this. Yeah, Yeah, I got one one more test today. You're you're not you're not actually taking Jardians, are you?
1: No, I don't want to start having to. I don't want to be losing a thumb or a toe or any of that stuff. So I better get I better get my PSA and some of the other stuff down. I don't know all these letters anyway. PSA, SAT, you know.
0: That's a test.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't. What is up with that thing? Can I just live? Can I just have? Can I just have my cheese and some ice cream, you know, four times a week? What the hell's wrong with that? Can I just watch live golf? No. Did I hear you no. say that? No, no. Can I just support live? No, you can't just support Live, but can I just have can I just have my ice cream? Hey, you I mean, have my
0: you have my permission to do whatever you want, but I, I am not a doctor. So you should probably listen to the doctor and not to me. Like it, yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna to be oh, tough if a doctor ever tells me that stuff. Wow. Like, you can't eat this, you can't drink that, you can't do this. It's like I mean, is sugar in everything? I mean, i like a nice croissant. I can't even have a damn croissant. Can
1: you even and have you know, an
0: olipop? They barely have any sugar in there. Oh, I can they have, have that. Okay. I can have I
1: can have the olipop, but you know, every once in a while my wife will find a real Coca-Cola can in my car.
0: Hmm. Can't do Coke. that.
1: Coke has the real st- stuff In it, whatever they're still putting cocaine yeah. in there,
0: battery acid, I think.
1: Yeah, whatever they put in there, there's something in there that's addictive. Mm. But my dog, Doc, doc Trey, says that's straight sugar going right into your veins. It is, it's direct deposit. He said, <laughs> <laughs>
0: really? really? You got to drink the Olipop instead because that tastes like Coke, but you drink like it all the time. It doesn't have like the 40 grams of sugar or whatever you get in an actual Coke. It's because what about it? I mean, I don't understand. I can't. What about my raisin brand that has the little teeny little pieces of
1: the sugar on the raisins? I mean, I, that stuff, all that stuff has to go.
0: Can you eat a fillet of fish for lint?
1: Yeah, I can. Well, no, I, without the bread. Because
0: there's sugar in bread? Yes. Bread has oh. sugar in it. I feel like everything has sugar in it. Yeah. I mean, cut me a break, y'all. What I mean, are you
1: going to eat? Meat? And peanut, do I take a dip, a spoonful of peanut butter, and just eat it? That's going to be my meals?
0: There's no sugar in
1: that? No.
0: It's just fat.
1: You can just get pure peanut butter. You can go to Whole Foods or <laughs> whatever, Costco, and get big globs of that. And I'll just sit around, sit on the porch, and <laughs> put a spoon, and me and the dog can just
0: eat the peanut butter. Is that what they told you to eat? Oh, you and the dog! Ew! Where, where are you putting that peanut butter? <laughs> On the spoon, dude. Are you sure? Yes. Uh, wrong with you? What is wrong? I don't know. You saw you brought up the dog. I was like, I thought we were just talking about you eating peanut butter. Now you're talking about a dog licking it off of something. No,
1: dude. Gross. Oh, I'm looking. I'm not looking forward to this. This is gonna. This is. You don't know how hard this is. You know, because I love to. Every once in a while, I have a Snickers bar like five times a week. I mean, this is this is like a no. No, you can't have that. No, you can't do that. I'm going to have to be settling for Italian food without the, re- the bread. Maybe some pasta, maybe some meat, but I can't have, I got to watch what's in the spaghetti sauce. You know, mm-hmm. some people put a little sugar in there. I mean, I got to be careful now. I'm getting <sighs> up there. This stuff is stuff that can kill me. I don't want to get diabetes. No. I don't want diabetes. No. Right? That
0: means no, I don't no we don't rule. want
1: that. My wife keeps saying you're going to be missing an ankle. I mean, she she worked in the medical field. She saw people without ankles and foot and stuff. I
0: don't want that. I can't do that. First lady lost a foot. See? Which first lady? The current one? Yeah, which one?
1: Oh, the first lady, the first Giardians. Did she lose a foot? Oh, maybe that's
0: <laughs> maybe that's what they're talking about. I don't think so. I don't think she lost a foot. I feel like we would have heard about that. And guys, uh, you to
1: take care of yourself for you men out there that when you your doctor says you got a little bit of... If they tell you you got ca- your calciums a little high, go check that out because to them, a little high
0: means don't do anything. I'll just stop drinking milk or something. Whatever. That's fine. That's all it is. There's a lot of calcium in that. I'll switch to Olipop. We'll be good. No, it's it's those things in your neck, those thyroids and parathyroids
1: and all that stuff. You got that stuff. That shit starts to get old. And you're supposed to be taking care of that stuff. It's supposed, it takes care of all the rest of the stuff inside of you. Yeah. And you're busy taking care of the stuff outside of you, but you got to take care of the stuff that's inside you too.
0: There you go. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, less than a month away from 30, so I feel like that's going to hit me hard.
1: No, 40, 40 will hit you hard. 30, you'll be just fine. You got another 10 years to have some real fun.
0: Very good. All right, I'll keep doing that then. When you get
1: Forty. That's when they start digging. That's when they start doing things with rubber gloves and stuff. And
0: oh, jelly finger. Yeah, that's when they start having fun with you. <laughs> Doesn't sound like fun to me. It's not. It's fun to them though. What are they making noises while they're doing it? <laughs> oh, they, they need to. Okay, I'm gonna get mine. So you're like, the other side of the room. like Running to where you're bent over. Ew! They're getting a running start. Yes, (laughs) doing a forty-yard dash, and then at the end, no. I'm gonna mine's gonna be like live golf. I'm gonna have some music playing in the (laughs) background. Yeah, some Tony Bennett probably. (laughs) I left my heart in San Francisco. Oh man, see, I'm not. I don't.
1: This is this has not been fun for me. I've you Uh, know I've had these weird surgeries: back surgery, shoulder surgery. You know, I had a stroke at 29 years old. So I've been through, I've been through a lot of weird stuff, but I had 11. At one time I had 11 spinal taps after I had a stroke, 11, where they take a needle and put it in your spine. That oh. is not fun. I went through oh. that for two weeks in a hospital. I don't want to go back to a hospital, dude. I don't like the doctors. I don't like going to the hospital. I don't like going to the doctors. I get the heebie jeebies sitting in the waiting room with sick people around me. Mm. You know, I don't, because, you know, one thing, I'll never have the flu. Now, I mean, no. all these other things, you know, diabetes and all that other stuff, maybe, but I'll never have the flu. Now, that's, that's been established. Yes.
0: Yep. Let's uh, just, just, just for good oh, luck for, for everybody.
1: Prayer. I need a little prayer. This is a, this this needle injection I get today. The needle's a little bit thicker. And the last time I went for this one, dude, hit me in the nerve and not the vein. And I almost kicked him in the nuts. I mean, it, it sent a shockwave from my, to the top of my head all the way to my toes it was awful.
0: Well, I'm praying for you, brother, and I and know that,
1: I don't look forward to this one today.
0: No, good luck. I know everyone listening and watching this morning is uh praying for you too, man. All I'll do that. the
1: things I'll, I will start to do the things that I have to do in order to get better. I really will. Good. I mean, if I could quit drinking for 23 years, I can say I can do this sugar thing. I mean, I can I can see how things go for the
0: next 6 months, I believe. Sure. I've got faith in you. And, uh, we'll be we'll be there to support. And I'll just look, whenever you get something sugary, just call me. I'll come take it off your hands, you know? <laughs> so be a good friend.
1: Mean, doesn't mean I can't go to Taco Bell because there is nothing
0: sugary there. No, but they do put crack in that food, I think. So I'm not sure if your doctor advised against doing drugs, but uh, be careful there. I'll never have the flu. I'll never have the flu. Just want to make sure that's out there for the people. Yeah. I ain't no sissy. So you you ain't no sissy. Oh man. All right. Before we uh, get back into some sports, we also talk a little Grammys. Did you watch the Grammys last night? I did not, man. I haven't seen that thing in years. I don't,
1: I don't once they start going political and start getting ridiculous, which they've done from the beginning of time. It's not like it just started 10 years ago or five years ago. People start are acting like, Oh, it's got too political. Dude, that thing has been from the get go. It's always been like that. So that's, that's like an excuse. If you just don't want to watch it, yeah, you know, I mean, I just, I just didn't have, no, I uh, I I see enough of Taylor Swift when she performs next week.
0: You're still on that, huh? Yes. Not happening. Um, She won album of the year last night for an album that was released in 2022. And it's currently 2024.
1: And then she's getting put out a brand new one now.
0: Yep. She announced that last night. Great. And I like, I'm not a Taylor Swift hater, but this will make it sound like I'm a Taylor Swift hater. Her act, whenever she wins an award, like, me? I I won the Grammy? Me? I did see see that part where she never got up right away. No way. I never, I didn't think I had a chance. (laughs) Like, you're the biggest (laughs) pop star in the world, and you've won more of these than, like, anybody in the last 10 years. Like, quit the act. You know you're going to win. Anytime you're nominated, you're going to win. So, but I don't watch the Grammys for the speeches or the awards. I, like, I, I watch for the live performances. That's, oh, yeah, I like when they intertwine. Oh, That's man, they, like. they, they had uh, Tracy Chapman with Luke Combs. You know, Luke Combs covered Fast Car. Yes. And, like, kind of brought that song back to the mainstream. And they did a duet together. It was fantastic. And then Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, like the original, was the number one song on iTunes this morning. Like that's the power of the Grammys, and I guess just the, the power of was Yeah, the original one, like almost forty years old. Yep, and, uh, that was great. Stevie Wonder did a you know a duet with the late great Tony Bennett. They both sang "For Once in My Life," which was really cool to see. And Billy freaking Joel, Billy Joel, his first new song in thirty years. It was awesome. And then he and then he played uh, "Moving Out," I think at the end. Dude, I was oh, I was awesome. It was, it was good. I, I'll send you those links. So you can watch those performances. It was good stuff last night. All right, we'll, we'll get into that in sports and other stuff, but uh, some sponsors here first, Buck. Let me tell you about Dr. Greg Eckert, folks. Now, if you're interested
1: in uh, tooth loss solution, you're having problems with your teeth, dental implants may be the way to go. Find out if you're a candidate for dental implants by giving Dr. Eckert a call today at 512-345-3166. Now, he also does general dentistry, extractions, teeth ke- cleaning. I'm teeth cleaning, whitening, the whole work. She's fantastic at that. But I got veneers put in my mouth seven years ago and I can't be happier with the job that he done. I got that done in just two visits. Find out if Dr. Ecker can do that also for you. Now, he's been in business here for over 28 years and folks, he knows exactly what he's doing. Over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth. That's not a hobby, Lobby. That's the real deal. That is a job and he does that job very, very well. And there's no reason for you not to get your regular dental health taken care of because you're worried about, you're just scared. There are a lot of folks out there who are still just afraid of the dentist. They've been that way since day one. For me, since I went to see Dr. Eckert, I don't have any of that dental anxiety any longer. Now, I did have IV sedation when I had my veneers put in, but believe me, if you have to just have regular dentistry done, he'll do that for you if need be because he wants to take good care of you. And your dental insurance now, this is the time to start using that in this first and second month of the new year. Use your dental insurance now because don't start waiting until next year. Don't start waiting until December or late November. Get it done today. And he is the guy that you want to get it done with. 512-345-3166. He's our dentist. He should be your dentist also.
0: Absolutely. You know who I saw on Friday? Who's that? Tom McKay. You did? And he is in the process of getting those new veneers. Ah,
1: he wants to have that Denzel. He's already got that Denzel money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now he wants the Denzel smile. Well, he's got yeah, the temporaries got in right now, and they look fantastic. do
1: they? Aren't they good? I I had my temporaries in. They were so bright and so white. They were just a little big on me. I went to on an Alaska tour. When I came back from the the, the trip to Alaska, when I came back, I asked Doc, "Can I keep these?" He goes, "No, dude. We'll get <laughs> you some that look similar to them, but no, you can't keep those. Are that's why they call them temporaries. Not like you, that temporary filling you had in your mouth for fourteen years."
0: Do you have to brush the
1: temporaries? Yeah, you do. Okay. I mean, you should always try to keep whatever, you know, you try to keep them. Wide. I mean, I just got a little, a, a water pick. I've never used any of those special de- deals to, to do my teeth. I just got a water pick deal. Oh,
2: like a, a,
1: a water flosser? Yeah, a water flosser. That's yeah. the first time that I've ever, I'm embarking on that deal. I've got
0: that, but No, too. you
1: don't have, Yeah, you 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 should brush them always because it's not just your teeth, it's your gums, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I should have
1: well, been a dentist. I would have been a great dentist all up in your mouth. You know what I'm saying?
0: Disgusting. <laughs> Let's hear from God. I don't, I don't know if Tom McKay wants to follow that up, but here is the great Tom McKay. This is
3: Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our clients for making the last 25 years both fun and fruitful. For those of you who have not experienced our services yet, we'd like to invite you to give us a try for all of your home electronics needs. We take care of everything from surround sound home theaters and distributed audio to computer networks, home surveillance systems, to a new television in the living room or bedroom. And we come to you. There's no need to leave your home to find great pricing and incomparable service. No traffic, inexperienced sales geeks, or pushy showroom tactics. Just give us a call and we'll visit you at your home or business to take a look at what you really need. Just relax, hug your kids, and smile. We make your electronics and life simpler to manage. So give us a call and discover what over 7,000 families and businesses already have. Audiovisual consultations is the easiest, most complete way to enjoy today's electronics. Call us at 512 255 8678 That's 512 255 8678 Or online
0: at AVConsultations.com. Oh yeah. Good there stuff. There you go. Right there from our friends over at AV Consultations. Also a shout out to 711. That's right. Ashish. He was one of the guys that texted me on Friday. A picture how's of he, rain. What is
1: Ashish doing? Is he opening up any more stores?
0: Well, he texted me a picture of rain on Friday, and he's like, "Oh, am to go, Buck. So he's another unsatisfied customer by your no rain prediction on Friday. I was driving back from Galveston getting dumped on. Once but I got- Trey
1: has to- forgiven me, you know that. Trey has forgiven me, he said, yeah. He says, when you do a day, a day prediction, it's no good for you, especially if you've been indoors all day. You don't have that feel.
0: Your sensories were not working. Mm. You know, in uh, the words of the old Western movie and then an album by Rick Ross, God forgives, I don't. <laughs> so you let me down, man. I probably really-
1: just some days. I was some people were thinking, I'm going to have a nice evening out, you know?
0: Yeah, thought it was going to be gorgeous. But uh, no, that wasn't the case at all. I almost got in a nasty wreck leaving the HEB Center at Cedar Park. Spinning out? Dude, I was in the left lane. Like driving the speed limit, it was it was pouring rain at this point. So I was you're,
1: in the, go, I was, you're in the passing lane, of course.
0: Yeah, I was uh I mean, shoot, I was driving faster than anybody else going the speed limit because there are folks like
1: just you know, scared
0: and it, it starts sprinkling. Oh, I have gotta drive 45 on the highway. Well, no, I was I was up the speed and I'm I'm just in the left lane cruising, and this woman, yeah, I checked. This woman <laughs> Gets on the highway, right? It's coming off the feeder. Gets on the highway. This is, this is like uh, 183, the toll area. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It's like five lanes. Five lanes. There's nobody in the four lanes to the right of me. She makes it her mission. Like, I got to get over to the left as fast as I can. All the way over. She's just. Dude, veer, like all the way over. Right in front of me. And I, I had to slam on the brakes. Dude, I slid. To, I, I, I thought I was cooked. Like I, it was scary. She you got didn't run. The old
1: catch-up thing to get after, did
3: you?
0: I, I slammed on the brakes and I was sliding. There were puddles. I, I got within, I'd say two feet. That little wall of no of her, ooh, of hitting hitting her rear end because she cut me off. And then that woman, yeah, uh, like I don't know if she was scared of me after that. And I'm like, I, I don't have road rage. I'm not the type to like you know roll down my window flip her off like cut her off to pay her back like I'm not a road rage guy at all but I think she was like worried that I was going to do something about it cuz she literally took the very next exit like yeah, either yeah. E- either she was going the wrong way or she was like worried or maybe it spooked her I don't know but she was in such a rush to get all the way over to the left and then literally took the very next exit which was one exit after she got on I was like damn so your your prediction Almost killed me. Hope you're happy. Wow. That's, that's why I said that story right there. My goodness. Yeah, so you know, no big deal when you weather guessers, get it wrong. My life is: well, one, you
1: know one guy who knows how to drive in weather, and that's Trey the third. That dude, that nothing nothing stops that guy when he no. goes. It's like it's, there, there's no rain. It's like there's nothing going on. It's like it's 85 degrees, smooth sailing, no wind, no nothing. That's a guy
0: degrees. who has road rage. Wow. Right there, yeah. He, he's a talker in the car. He talks to the other drivers, even though they can't hear him.
1: Oh, yeah, telling them how to drive? Yeah. You don't need to make that turn yet? No, no, it's the next slide, you idiot. Yeah. Move over. Hey, let
0: me through here. I got to get somewhere. I, I, me, me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep, he's the main character of his driving oh. story every time.
1: Yeah, he's uh, scary. He could be scary, that's for sure. No indeed. doubt about
0: it. All right, shout out Seven Eleven. Love them. Go there this morning. Shout out to she shout out, Wendy shout out the entire team at seven 11. They've got all the snacks, all the drinks, anything you need sugary stuff, non sugary stuff. If you're like the buck, they've got you covered. Also some love to uh yeah. com. Hey, Texas basketball playing. Well, they're back at home tomorrow night against Iowa state. It's an LHN game. If you don't have longhorn network, buy tickets to go to the game at Sentextickets.com, or if you just want to be there, even if you could watch it on TV. Uh, Sentex tickets they've got tickets to every men's game, every women's game, every sporting event, all year long, all over the country, too. It's not just here in Austin. And, uh, of course, concert tickets, Broadway shows, whatever. The best place to get your tickets to the biggest events in the world is Sentextickets.com. Um
1: I well, love them. And our good friends over at Texas Orthopedics. If you're seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts and our friends at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical orthopedic care for children and adults, spinal care, sports medicine, joint replacement, rheumatology, trauma care, and even more. Why they are do say hello to Christopher Danny, Dr. Danny, and Dr. Stockton. They are dedicated orthopedic surgeons, and their goal is to get you back into good health. And give you that great quality of life that you deserve tx ortho is the way to get in touch with them they're the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of texas love texas orthopedics group love those folks
0: yes indeed all right yeah. how about uh, some texas football conversation here this morning our man chip brown who of course you can hear from one to three every day on texas sports unfiltered as a part of chip and zay uh wrote a piece over at horns 247com Providing some uh, winter workout updates. Nice. Texas Longhorns, of course, winter workouts continue on the 40 acres. Spring football just a couple of weeks away. By the way, national signing day two is this Wednesday. Yes. Uh, I don't know if the Longhorns expect to add anybody else to their high school recruiting class. So obviously, if that changes, we'll talk more about it. Uh, Jeff and Jordan from 11 to noon on. It's only an hour. We'll have everything you need. Uh, when it comes to Texas recruiting, but doesn't feel like it's going to be a very eventful NSD2 for the University of Texas. Maybe something changes, and of course, if it does, we will, uh, we will have you covered. But right now, it feels like winter workouts is the biggest story for Texas. Chip talks a lot about the leaders, right, guys who have stepped up as the vocal leaders in the early part of the offseason program for Texas. On offense, no surprise, Quinn Ewers' name was mentioned. But another name that was mentioned, Buck, and I want to ask you about this guy, and your expectations for this rising senior in 2024, the tight end, Gunner Helm, has uh, been listed and singled out by Chip. And that means his sources are telling him that Gunnar Helm has kind of stepped up as a leader for this Texas football team. Obviously, Jatavion Sanders is off to the NFL. Texas did bring in a transfer tight end, and Amari Nyblack coming over from Alabama. But it feels like Gunnar Helm is going to have the opportunity to be this number one tight end. What are you uh, maybe expecting out of him this coming season?
1: Well, I expect him to, to to play consistent the way he's been playing. I mean, he's been I mean, he's either fine he always finds a way to seem to get open. He makes tough catches. He's been good in the run game. You know, he's not the most athletic guy out there, but you don't need the most athletic guy. This isn't the NFL where you need that tight end to be all that. You need him to be a really steady run blocker in your run game. But you mean you need him to make the catches that he's supposed to catch, and that's exactly what he does. And he understands the offense. He understands how to down block, sneak out the back door, and, and, and make it so nobody sees him do that. He does those things very well, and that's, that's important to have a guy who's like that. He's a great actor. He's a great actor on the field because he's got out the sneaky back door numerous times since he's been here, mm-hmm. and you got to be pretty good at that. You can't do things too fast. You can't rush plays. He has a feel for the game. He has a feel for what the coaching staff and what this offense is looking for out of him. Now, I'm not saying he can't go down there and make the 15 yard catch either. He does all that stuff pretty well. He's a consistent player.
0: Yeah. The number i
1: going to catch and, and run for touchdowns. You know, I mean, sure. Sanders, you expected to, for him to catch and run with the ball. This dude, I expect for him to just catch it and do what he has to do with it.
0: Yeah. Hey, he's not going to be Jatavion Sanders, no. right? But Gunnar Helm, yeah, he does a lot of the little things really, really well. I think he's a solid blocking tight end. And, Like the numbers aren't gaudy. You look at his stats from 2023, just 14 catches for 192 yards and two touchdowns. Like, uh, not a ton to write home about there, but obviously he was the number two tight end on this team. Now he's got a chance to be the number one tight end on this team. I expect him
1: to stay steady the way he is. I don't expect him to take a drop off and all of a sudden him miss a bunch of balls that I'm used to seeing him catch.
0: No, he's got to be, he'll be better. I mean, the numbers, the number, like I I expect him to have like at least 30 catches next year. And I would hope, I mean, he had two touchdowns this year. I'd hope he can at least double that up next season. Like sure. That's, that's going to be a position battle that I think is worth keeping an eye on through the spring and into fall camp as well. Like, who is this team's number one tight end? I mean, people were stoked when Amari Nyblack announced that he was transferring in. He had better numbers as a receiver last year. Now, they weren't amazing numbers, but he had 20 catches to Gunner Helms, 14. Nyblack had four touchdowns to Gunner Helms, two. So you look at just the receiving numbers and it's like, okay, maybe Nye Black's the guy. But obviously Gunnar Helm has the advantage of being here. He has
1: advantage advantage of they like him, they play him and they trust in him. So, I mean, there's 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 plenty. He's done plenty of things the right way. So he's going to have every opportunity in the world. I don't know. They're going to they're going to have more than one tight end. He's going to be a part of the tight end position, period.
0: Sure. Yeah, both of those guys are going to be contributors for for this offense. There's no doubt about it, right? I mean, even with J.T. Sanders, once again, Gunnar Helm still had 14 catches right. and played, played a decent amount. And, you know, Nye Black is not as good as Sanders. So you would think uh, Helm's going to get some more reps there. Absolutely. Yeah, how, how they utilize those two guys is uh, is an interesting one. But I think I think Gunnar Helm realizes it. Like, hey, I've got to step up both with my play, but maybe as a leader as well. I've got to be – because sometimes coaches will – you know, you, you could speak to this way better than I can, Buck. But the, the coaches, they want that leader. They want that coach on the field. They want that guy who has the some of the intangible qualities as well. And if Gunnar Helm and Amari Nyblack are like even Steven when it comes to talent, if the coach trusts Gunnar Helm more, they're going to take the guy that they trust. They're going to take the guy who's been here anyway. Bingo. Yeah. The guy who they trust, the guy who's a leader, right. the guy who, you know, does, does all of the little things. Not to say Nyblack doesn't or can't. Do that type of stuff. But if Gunnar Helm is going to do that extra stuff, then that gives him maybe a leg up. And I think he realizes that, okay, they brought in somebody to compete with me. I better be on my P's and Q's or I'm going to be a backup again.
1: Yeah. I mean, they've got they've got some positions that are going to have to do that. I mean, you lose all those wide receivers, who's going to step up as, as the wide receiver leader on the football team? Somebody has to in that room. It just has to be. The offensive line will have numerous leaders now. They And they lead by they lead by the way they play on the field and by the way they practice, by what they do in winter workouts. They don't have to be vocal leaders. You don't need five offensive linemen yelling and screaming at you. That that gets to be a little bit too much. They're intimidating as it is to other players at other positions. We already have your center who's here for his 15th season. So, I mean, he's a leader. The other guys are going to lead by, the, you know, the big tackle is going to lead by the way he plays. He doesn't have to be in your face. He doesn't have to say anything. He's just going to lead by the way he plays. And the others will be the same. They're stature wise, they're they're big guys that they're 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 going to lead in the way that they play the game. They don't have to yell. They don't have to say a damn word. Your center's going to be doing all the talking because he's in that role now. He's that guy who's been around. He can say whatever he wants to say. Yeah, but I yeah. think the wide receiver room, you're going to have to find new leaders there. I mean, where do they come from? You know,
0: right. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the offensive linemen because uh, Chip mentions all five of the returning offensive sure. linemen. Now, four starters back from last year, but five guys who played uh, significant snaps on that offensive line are back for 2024, and it's a big reason why me and so many other Texas fans are confident, not only in that group, but also in that team uh, and the team as a whole this coming season. Uh, defensive side of the ball, Buck. Uh, a couple of leaders that get mentioned. Man, this is a guy, I, I know we talked about him, Some, when the announcement came down that he was coming back for another year, but Jod A. Barron is the first name that gets mentioned. And I just, that's such a huge, it's so big for this team. Like, I know he struggled against Washington, and he did not play that great in the Big 12 title game against Oklahoma State. But that guy, to me, should have been a first-team all-conference defender. He was a second team. I thought he got snubbed from the first team. Guy's a really, really talented player. I just assumed he was going to leave for the NFL. He surprised a lot of folks by saying he was coming back for another oh, year. Well, the numbers
1: hurt him. The numbers. The numbers. Well, the year before, he had great numbers with interceptions. Mm-hmm. and stuff. He just didn't have those type of numbers this season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like, I thought if he left, he was, he was going to be a draft pick for sure. I don't know where he would have been slated. Maybe as high as a third rounder. Uh, yeah. Maybe fourth or fifth, perhaps a little bit more realistic for him. But you know, for some guys, that's enough, right? Like, man, right. my my goal was to play on Sundays. I've got the chance to play on Sundays. I'm gonna Absolutely. get drafted. And I'm gonna leave right now. I wouldn't have blamed A. Barron if he left, but he's coming back for one more year, and that's that's big time. Like that just that helps the secondary a lot. There's still other questions that I think every Longhorn fan has about that group, but I don't think A. Barron should be a question that you oh, have. No. That you can put that in Sharpie that uh, Jadé Barron is is your starting star next year. That's a good thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. That secondary is going to need a lot of leadership because, I mean, I mean, even the young kid, the new kid that's here from Clemson, that's a big deal.
0: They're
1: going to have leadership just will they have enough player players? Are they right. going to have enough talented players? You know, you can lead by words and you can lead by actions. Do they have enough guys that can lead by actions on the corners? Will mm-hmm. be because they're the ones out there on the island, you know?
0: Yep. Yeah. And do they have the coaches, too, to develop? Yes those guys i think some texas fans still wondering about that but uh yeah look manny muhammad terrence brooks gavin holmes those are your guys right texas went after jabbar muhammad in the transfer portal they couldn't get him he decided to go to oregon maybe there's somebody who enters the portal after spring ball that texas goes after but uh, now their corners kind of are what they are right now um, but yeah, John A. Barron was mentioned. Alfred Collins, Vernon Broughton, Ethan Burke, Baron Sorrell, Derek Williams, Michael Taft. Those are some of the other names that were mentioned.
1: Yeah, see, Alfred Collins is not going to lead you until you see what he does on the field. That he can he can be the rah rah guy in winter workouts and do all the things right when there's when there's not. Re- I mean, there's just competition between each other. It'll have to. You'll have to trust in him when the competition becomes between him and another opposing team. That's when you're going to look and say, okay, now you can. Now you can lead us. Now, all this stuff during the the winter workouts, that's just, that's rah-rah. Your team is built that way. Some of it, some of it's real. Some of it's guys who are trying to bring themselves up in ways, too, around their teammates. But for him, to me, it won't be seen until he's actually on the field with shoulder pads, helmet, and what he does against an opposing team. That's when it counts to me with him.
0: I'm with you 100%. Like, like happy Alfred it, Collins. Yeah, I had... can't
1: do it anymore. I can't yeah. hope. that. That's it. I can't do anything yeah. else for that.
0: He is coming off of his best season in Austin. Uh, he was a backup. He was playing behind the two best D tackles in college football. So yeah. I, I think he would have started on a lot of teams last season, but you know, T sweat and Byron Murphy are just better. Uh, but Collins did play had significant snaps over the course of the year and made some things happen. But obviously now yeah, it, it, we need to see it. I mean, this is this is the contract year. Last year could have been a contract year, they yes. obviously had the option to come back. This is it for Alfred Collins, I think. Yeah, and there's a
1: reason that he's coming back. I mean, he could have gone off and still been a free agent with somebody and said, "Let me see if I if if if, if maybe coaching or maybe something will turn on, that that's my job. That's what I'm getting paid for." Maybe but he decided to come back, which tells me that he's going to work at it. He's not coming back just to hang out.
0: No, I hope not. Well, I, hope I hope not, because we-, we need them, right? I mean, that uh, that disruptive D-line that Texas had oh. was a huge part of, of the uh, incredible 12-win season that they put together. Uh, you assume there's going to be some drop-off with those two guys off to the NFL, but you can't have that group all of a sudden be a weakness no. for you. You've got a couple of fifth-year guys with Collins and Vernon Broughton uh, in the mix. You've recruited pretty well there at that spot, too. Uh, maybe Texas is still going after somebody in the transfer portal as well. They brought in Tia Savea from Arizona to come in and also add some depth to that group. So uh yeah, they need they need that consistent production up front in the SEC and with Michigan yeah. on the schedule too. Michigan loses a lot, but they're always going to be good in the trenches. You've got to make sure you're uh, buttoned up on the lines of scrimmage yeah, if you want to. And the
1: second line of defense in the linebacker area, I just I want to see if the, the kid that they got from what is it, Hawaii. I, I need to know if their linebacker the, the young kids mm-hmm. they brought in, there was kind of, I, I don't know if he was lighting the bridges I, I want to find out if he's, is he going to be able to hold up against SEC type of offensive linemen? And, and will he be able to, is he a good tackler? Or is he just a good player or is he an SEC player?
0: You're talking about, about
1: LeFou? Yeah, LaFalle. I mean, is he good enough? I mean, is he good enough? Is he going to make that jump in year number two for him? Because he I mean, has
0: to. He, I, I, he wouldn't be the first guy I bring up. Like, I think people are excited about him, but I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to start for this team. Like he didn't play a ton last year. He's not the guy that I'm relying upon the most to. So
1: you're looking at him as a third year guy in his third year. No, I think,
0: I think he's going to be a good player, but like Anthony Hill is more important. Well, there's uh, no doubt
1: about that guy being, it. or he David, has.
0: like David, David Benda and Anthony Hill are probably your two starters there. So th- those are the linebackers that really need to play well. Like Lafau, Yeah. Like I, I I like that call, and a lot of the insiders and guys who, you know, followed LaFau and keep up with every single practice, like, yeah, they've spoken very highly of him. So expecting a year two jump from him, I don't think that's out of the question. But I don't know if he's, like – I don't know if he's the guy that's going to make or break the linebacker. Oh, no,
1: no. I just know what the other guys are. I know how they're going to be. I mean, they're talented enough guys. If they're coached well enough, we're going to be pretty good. But you're going to have to have another linebacker in there with those two because of
0: the guys that you're missing. Sure. Yeah, I and mean, Jalen Ford leaving is, uh, is a big loss for Texas. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, you obviously have to have depth there at linebackers. So Benda, Hill, and if LaFow can, uh, can be as good as some people sure. think. I, I know the yeah. jump.
1: We all know the jump that Benda, we thought, took last year was, I mean, to have him come back I think was fantastic. I think, he, I think he needs another year. I think he deserves another year. And I think he wants to become a better player. I mean, he was a big dude. I, I, don't, know if, I don't even know if he'll play at that heavier weight. As he did last year. He's either that or he's just a big guy that you 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 can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? I gotta believe he's two forty five, two fifty almost. But I and I gotta believe that he's either that's the way he's built, it's not gonna change. You're not gonna get a a two hundred and forty or two hundred and thirty five pounder out of him. He just to me looks big. He plays big.
0: Yeah, he uh, he's listed at two twenty five on the roster.
1: Uh, I think he looks heavier than that to me.
0: You're calling him fat? What he needs to drop his A one C? No, you're, he you're, you're, you're pawning Jardians on. Uh, I'll just say this:
1: he I, he made a significant uh, increase in the way he played and, sure. and his ability to run to the ball from everywhere on the field, not just yeah. in not just between the tackles, but from sideline to sideline. He showed up in the picture an awful lot, and I hope either he's going to be very much the same or a little bit better i don't i don't want him he can't take a step back
0: no he can't he can't he's got and that i like he, he i thought he struggled at times in the first half of the season but in the yeah. second half of the year yeah he was uh consistent on that longhorn defense and well, he's another one of those seniors right like that's right texas he's obviously right. texas loses a lot but when you look at the longhorns and what they have bringing back uh, coming back compared to what some of the other contending teams have coming back You feel a lot better about Texas's chances to uh, replicate what they did. I think I talk about
1: LaFalle. I think I talk about him a lot because they talked so highly of him when he came out that he was going to be, you know, I thought he was going to be a little bit more of a a guy who played a little bit more last year. I thought he was that type of guy. So I need to know that in his second year, you will see a lot of him on the field. I don't, not just as a special teams guy, but a guy who's playing some legitimate down. So by his third year in college, He'll be ready to take over a position, period, you know, as a starter and ready to go. Or is he just going to be a guy who comes in every once in a while for his entire career at Texas? Right. You know, but but the way they talked about him originally, oh, he's this and he's going to be that. You know, I was expecting to see a little bit more of him, even as, as a freshman. And I definitely want to see more of him this year.
0: Agreed. He played some receiver in high school, too. You want him to play? No, I don't. No two-way players here? No, no, no.
1: Sark will find enough guys at that position. They'll have enough people in that room to fulfill what he wants to do. I don't know to the level of what they had last year because that was a pretty good group last year.
0: It was. It was. It was. All right. Shout out to Stu. Said BK tried some Olipop this weekend. The cream soda is on point. Nice. Yeah, go. It's great stuff. Get you some Olipop if you haven't tried it yet. Looks like I'll be drinking lots of Olipop. You will be, and that's a good thing for you because it helps with your digestive health. That's right. And you know what? I'll be drinking in addition to Olipop. Oh, what Altstad beer? Of
1: course, you will.
0: Yeah, had me a few dozen of those over the weekend. Love the Altstad beer, the best beer that you could find all throughout the great state of Texas. If you've is got a case
1: there, up there drinking on the live tour,
0: uh, no, I don't think uh, any of the players were drinking. Although, that come on. That's missing. That's missing. Wouldn't you if the guys were getting buzzed on the
1: course? If they if the guys put a can down beside their putt, that'd be awesome, huh? That'd be
0: awesome. Just like us. See, the Saudis are just like us. They're not not like us. The Live Golf Tour, those, you know, it's pros, but they wear shorts. They listen to music. They drink beer. It's what they do. They should be drinking Altstadt. I don't know if it's uh, crossed over into Mexico yet where they played the tour, but they'll have it in Houston when Live Golf makes its way to Houston in the summer. Uh, More importantly, they have it close to you. If you're in Austin, if you're in Dallas, if you're in H-Town, wherever you're tuned in, just go to H-E-B, Specs, Total Wine, Twin Liquors, wherever you go to buy your beer and pick up some six-packs of Altstat. They've got a bunch of different brews, something for every beer drinker out there. Uh, I've got a full Altstat fridge at the place. It's always stocked with Altstat. I don't drink anything else, and I'm telling y'all, one sip and you won't go back to the other beers that you have been drinking in the past. It's all stab beer. No impurities. No regrets. All right. My sister was listening on Friday
1: when, when Ponsatoni Phil, Phil showed up, and um, she reminded me that, no, silly boy, you had a groundhog that, you, that I had. I mean, he was hurt, and I brought him, and I put him in the garage with the, with the dirt floor in Hellertown, Pennsylvania, and I put a cage around him, and he froze to death what she, no she said he didn't get he did he never escaped you came out like two days later and the dude was still in the cage he was frozen you killed a groundhog i couldn't he couldn't burrow himself because the dirt floor was like going through cement he couldn't even take his little his little groundhog claws and get through she goes he died because you let him die because he froze to death
0: oh, wow congrats ray lewis Oh my You're God. the Ray Lewis of Groundhogs, or Aaron Hernandez, or... I thought the story was
1: he dug underneath and dug out of the garage. No, he goes, oh, you found him dead.
0: Hey, OJ, quit murdering innocent Come things, on, right? It's a living being that you just, you trapped him in a torture chamber with it was no so, It
1: was sort of like my daughter who I, I gave my, uh, my little iguana to. There was only about six inches long and it ended up being like a foot and a half long. And she used to sleep with it. I mean, she had scratches all over her arms and it had those claws. And this thing was, his name was Iggy, obviously, Iguana, his name was Iggy. Original. Yes, and she, one time, I guess he was making too much noise, she couldn't sleep, and she put him in the garage and she went out and started screaming and calling me, dad, he's playing, he's doing that playing possum deal. I said, honey, no. He froze to death. You can't <laughs> leave the iguana in the garage. In oh, the, oh no! He was huge. It was people neighbors were finding this thing would get out like my dogs every once in a while. It would be on the back porch, and this thing was like two feet. It was like a monster. It was it was a huge iguana, and I raised it, gave it to my daughter. She wanted it, and dude, she said no. Remember how he plays dead? Sometime I said no. He's not playing dead. He gone. He's, he's dead. He's frozen. He's an iguana. It's a tropical. He doesn't like it out here. That's what I guess it is. It's in the
0: family. That was probably a good move. You know, well, which one? The iguana. No, Man, that, thing, that, iguana that was... thing sleeping with your daughter, like scratching her and stuff. Oh, that, dude, that thing, would that have... shit in the cage. Doesn't that guy belong in a cage? No, she
1: that thing loved to curl up to her at night, and but it would it would like scratch on her, and it had claws, dude. You didn't want to have those claws on the iguana get underneath your skin. No, these things are scary,
0: uh, does... and they're big. Yeah, Iggy Azalea put that shit in the cage, dude. <laughs> Didn't need to be out there. Wow. All right. So, murderer, did you do this? What are you doing? Is that somebody punting a baby? No, that is uh, that's from Anchorman. That's Jack Black punting Baxter, uh, Will Ferrell's dog. Oh, my God. He throws that. Remember, he throws – you've seen Anchorman, right? Yes, I have. Yeah, he throws the burrito out the window, and it knocks Jack Black off of his motorcycle. And then he pulls over, and then he uh, – yeah, he punts Baxter over the – that's what you did to piece of shit Phil or whatever he's called.
1: Oh, Poncetani, He's a good – that's that's a good old fat – yeah, that's who John Rahm is starting to look like, Poncetani. <laughs> Dude.
0: Oh, that is so mean. I'm amazing. not getting off of Rahm. I'm not getting off of him in his little short shorts. Uh, they weren't that short shorts. And get, get off of another grown man, please. Daisy Dukes. Those oh. guys are wearing cut-off jeans. Puerto Rico Phil or Punta Cana Phil, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> I need to keep calling him that. Does Phil, does Phil play on that tour, actually, or no? Lefty? He's not even on the tour, is he? I don't know. He's got to be he, hurt. He played last year. I don't I remember seeing him this weekend. So That's a there's great so many play. There's so many other big names. Like I, just, oh you, really? Yeah, you, you lose track with uh, gooch. All the gooch, all the studs. Yeah, Taylor Gooch or Gooch. Yeah. A, yeah. I think top 15 finish. That's good oh, for oh, his. Living. Oh yeah, he should be in the top 15 at least. Yes. Yeah, and shout out to uh, the Legion team, Legion 13, captained by John Rom. They got the team win. Nice over the weekend. They played team sports too. They do. Yeah, it's it's man, it's all encompassing. The Saudis just bringing everybody in. Everybody love everybody. Um, How about this? This stems from the Grammys. Our our guy Rodney Rodriguez, double R, who you'll be able to hear from 10 to 11 with wags on chaos theory. He uh, sent me this via DM this morning. And this is one of your girls who apparently got escorted out of a comedy show over the weekend. And by escorted, I mean she got kicked out of a comedy show yes, this weekend. That's,
1: that's really what they mean. That's a and, kick
0: out. Uh, this might be NSFW. I've not watched this video yet because, once again, it was sent to me during the show. But do you recognize who this is? Oh, I did, did nothing wrong. I
3: didn't good. touch
1: Escort. my phone. Listen, I wanted you to see Matt one. Wright. Hey. He's a friend of mine. Right. And I go to jail.
0: Oh, that's one of your girls from the airplane, isn't it? No. You sure that's not the condom one, woman? Woman. That's not the condo woman. You don't recognize her? She's one of your favorites. No, i you one more I'll... time. You just said you cool. I
3: did nothing wrong. I didn't good. touch my phone. Listen, I wanted you know, to see Matt okay.
0: Rife. He's he a friend of mine. And I go to jail. Who is that? She got kicked out of a Matt Rife show. Matt Rife is a comedian. That is Lisa Ann. That's Lisa Ann? Yeah.
1: You want to help me get through Notre Dame? That's your girl, you know what? She's trying to
0: help young men out. Well, she's been doing that for a long time.
1: Yeah, but she wants to help them in a, in a really positive manner. She wants to she wants them to teach the, they want they if they want to learn, learn the ways of life. Don't go to Cosmo, go to Lisa
0: Ann. Mm. She got kicked out of a comedy show and was taken out in handcuffs and it looked like they were putting her in the back of a police cruiser. Now, she, she enjoys I was going to say, she knows oh, yeah, her way out of that situation, right? Oh, yeah. She got out of that. If anybody me. if anybody knows what uh, is required to, you know, get away it's from of, that. Now,
1: it's, it's she her. knows what's required to get in cuffs, and she knows what's required to get out of cuffs, too.
0: Yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen the movies. She like, can
1: she, get in cuffs and out of cuffs.
0: She's an award-winning actress, so she knows what has to happen there. But, yeah, she got arrested over the weekend, man. She said she wasn't on her phone. What do you think she was doing at that show? How do you get arrested from a comedy show? I guess you're heckling. She's maybe talking too much. Yeah, she won't shut up. Oh, she's
1: making jokes about the jokes. Mm. You ever go to that and the one beside you is just going nuts or laughing at the things that they don't need to be. Why are you laughing? That's not not the part to laugh at. They're not done with the punchline yet, fool.
0: I I got no problem with the laughers, but you can't be talking during the show. Like that's, yeah. that's worthy of getting kicked out right there. I don't think he got arrested she
1: probably brought her subway in there and started eating the subway or
0: something. You think she was downing a foot long in there? <laughs> probably. I don't know if it was a sub, but yes. Mm.
1: <laughs> she was eating uh, fresh.
0: She's one of your favorites. Where does Lisa Ann rank amongst your favorite uh, women of all no, time? She's not. Really? No. Who's, who's that list? Who's like, uh, who's your top five women? Um, your top five women what a question that is
1: That would be um this the, the skater from way back the Olympic skater Vitt, Hawk Katarina Vitt. who Katarina Vitt would be number one on my list number one yes
0: I've never heard you talk about this woman one time
1: you never heard me caught well your your text line will do the text line that yes will start lighting up here very shortly on Katarina Vitt Dakota Coda text the, line? Yeah, the Coda text line will start to light up a little bit. The figure South, figure no, skater. Yes, Katarina Vitt, figure skater, yes. Olympic star. That's your number one woman of all time? Yes, yeah, she would be. She would definitely be.
0: Okay, well, here.
1: You mean besides my wife? Here's a picture.
0: That's your number one? That's her now at like how old, 60, 70? That's like Austin Powers. That's a man, man.
1: Stop it, dude. Somebody's done that. That's not her.
0: Mm, That's her. I I just Googled her name. I I assume that's her. Looks like her a little bit. I mean, that's literally every single picture looks like
1: her. Sure, younger, Katarina, you can do better than that. Uh, Not every picture looks like that.
0: Okay, let's see if I can find this. can pull up. Maybe this one's a little bit better. Of uh, this is of her. Oh, ice skating queen. I don't know what what just popped up there. Here's uh, here's a different, a little more zoomed out. So she looks better here. This is it. This is your number one. Yes. Not Tanya Harding. No, what's wrong with you? Uh
1: Tanya Harding's an animal.
0: Yeah, her and Galuli And not... She didn't know, no, dude. Marianne Carrigan or whoever she was. Okay, so uh, could Kata- Katerina Witt? Witt, Witt. bit, bit Kater- K- pronounced like a V, Witt. Is she German? Yes. That's your second anti-Semitic comment of the day. Oh, jeez. Uh, you haven't seen Happy Gilmore, and your favorite woman of all time is German? Come right, on, man. What else you got for me? Who else is got, on that list? Mulkey? She's second. She'll be second. Okay. So, Katerina Vitt is one. Kim Mulkey's number two. Just give me a top three. I got my
1: girlfriend Playboy that I danced with at the bowl game. Who They took her crown. Um, Emmett Smith's wife? No. Forget about that. We can't talk about that. All
0: right. Yeah, that, that the that's Super Bowl. She's she made you uncomfortable one time by just being oh. so hot. I thought
1: it was Beyonce. I couldn't I couldn't even speak. I was on the air at that time and I was stumbling and bumbling more than I normally do. Mm. She she was right. I stood right beside me at the gate. And I had to go tell him and Smith the next day when I saw him in Radio Row, I said, your wife is absolutely
0: gorgeous and he said i get that a lot (laughs) you actually told him yeah and you said hey man not a huge fan of you as a football player but your wife i know
1: she was at the golf tournament and i saw her i said i said she is beautiful and he said i
0: get that a lot good pull there emmett really god bless it vanessa williams vanessa williams yes that's your top three yes Katarina Vitt, Kim Mulkey, and Vanessa Williams. I'm here to wow. tell you, you're the only man in the history of men who has had that as their top three. That ain't say, bad right there. It's not good. Vanessa Williams is beautiful. Yeah, I, I, you went one for three on that, I think. I went two for three. You, you got to. Including Kim Mulkey. She'd be the best, second best. No no chance on that. Come on, man. All right. Before we bring uh, the guys on here, a quick shout out to Covert B-Cave. If you're SMB. in the market for a newer, pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, you got to go see our friends at Covert B-Cave. Bee We've been telling y'all about them for a long time. They've been one of our great partners from day one of Texas Sports Unfiltered, and they've been in Austin since 1909. They know what they're doing. So if you need a car, or truck, or SUV, new, pre-owned, whatever, go see the Covert's out in B-Cave or go to any of the Covert Family of Dealerships here in the Austin area. And uh, Buck, a word from you for Big Hat before we bring the Love the Big Hat.
1: I am definitely drinking my non-alcohol drink. I love my mocktail. Delicious. Now, that's got a lot, that has just a little bit of sugar in it, so I got to be careful. It's got a little tiny bit of sugar, and I think I may be able to do that, but I know the taste with the ginger, the orange, the lime, the lemon is absolutely fantastic. It is a Thirst quencher. I enjoy it. I I had some this weekend. I poured a little bit of extra water because the ginger flavor in there is good for my gut health and good for my heart health too. So I'm I am definitely on the mocktail. Now for those that do like a little alcohol in their drink, they've got some wonderful drinks too. But you're gonna if you're if you're thinking about ways that you know I mean just for January alone, you know this is the this is when everybody says hey listen I'm gonna this is what I'm doing for the new year I'm not going to drink for the new year. Try the Mocktails by Big Hat. You'll really, really enjoy it. It is absolutely delicious, man. And I'll tell you, they're in HEBs. They're all over HEBs right now. They're doing a fantastic job with all their products in HEB. But the Mocktail is the one that's hitting the shelves right now, and people are really, really enjoying it. It's a
0: great thirst quencher, and you'll enjoy it. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Big Hat. Find out more at bighatspirits.com. Love
1: the spirits without great. the spirits. Great. It's got the kabucci without the hoochie in it. Whoa! There you go.
0: Come on, it's, man.
2: You got to have the hoochie. That's the best, that's Katarina. again. she's got the hoochie. No, man, she. I don't did. know if
0: she. I don't know if she does. Looking at that picture, I'm not quite sure. Ronnie, you remember her from back in the day?
2: Oh, dude, uh, I, I, I'm about to show you guys. Here, here it is, right here. Uh, let's see if I can get this going here. I'm not good with sharing the screen. Hang on one second here. Here is what we are talking about right here. Hold on. Chrome dev. Come on. The suspense. It's oh. well worth it, I guarantee. You. Jeez Louise, that I'm never going to be able to pull this off. Okay, forget it. Yes, oh. I remember that. Yeah, I mean that that Playboy magazine. I'll oh. keep messing with it right here. <laughs> Dude, what that that right there, that was like that. one of my favorite. So my it's uncle the in the world. My my uncle used to uh get the Playboy magazines at his house. Yes. Yeah. And that son of a bitch shows up and I'm like, whoa! That I got girl. It. I still that, have it. That woman was built like a brick shit house. That's the only living. way to put
4: it. Y'all see i all still that. look at print? I've got it. We still, what? Do, y'all still do y'all still look what? at print porn? No. No. Even no. <laughs> We're all like, oh, no. <laughs> I remember nah. so when when we were going to Iraq and Afghanistan when we were deploying the big the big thing was Cherry not Playboy it was che- I don't know if you guys have ever seen a Cherry magazine or whatnot It was
1: pure smut it is it
4: is it it, it comes it comes with targets there's there, it wit, is. there you go there but it is. Cherry magazine comes not only with a centerfold but the centerfold also has targets on it and you guys can imagine what what the targets are for yeah <laughs> yeah i mean what do you but the, whoever thought whoever had that forevision or just the foresight to to put targets on a damn on a centerfold yeah. i mean my god like you're you're really talking about having a circus with yourself
0: yeah. <laughs> well, oh yeah. man it's like the, said, if you guys
4: don't, I'm serious. If you guys don't believe me, Sticky go look up Cherry. Look up a Cherry look pages. Up, no, look, no, up look up, Kelly.
0: Look up Jill Kelly.
4: Look up Jill Kelly in Cherry. That is strictly straight up smut. Oh man.
0: 100 I'm going to get you a used cherry magazine for your next oh. birthday.
4: Oh, it's, goodness, it's, it's, it's It's just got whiteout. It's got some, it's got a little bit of edits that it's done to it. It's just got some whiteout in there. That's all. You remember yeah, they always, good, you remember they always had those.
2: You weren't reading those for the forum, I guarantee you. Remember, remember, they always had those at the gas station. It was like behind the counter <laughs> yes. in the bag, you know, the in, the, in the plastic bag, you know, kind of halfway covered up. It's like, oh, the yeah, we got A little plastic. Yeah, a little plastic bag. You can see you get, them rip where the kids would come over and try to rip a little bit well, to see over the top. And, and, and the best part for me, the best part for me, uh, Buck, you're you're the only one, I'm sure, on, on this thing that's going to remember this was like when you go to... Blockbuster or the movie shop or whatever it was and they had that little room in the back that little bitty closet over there yeah, you yeah. could go in there and that's oh. where you found the good movies that's where you found the good yeah, that, movies I've been was- caught
4: in there a few times <laughs> yeah yeah over there video then I remember I always used always be infatuated with Elvira <laughs> Elvira, the yeah. mistress
2: of the dark or yeah, I really, really
4: like scary movies Cassandra yeah, Peterson like oh, Cassandra
2: yeah. Peterson is that lady's name Smoke Show oh, Boy, and those things were whoo
4: BK, yeah, you can't you can't listen to these guys. That that'll she was she was a great singer, man. She had a hell of a hell oh, a set of lungs. A hell set of lungs. She had great lungs. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> hmm. All right, I'm going <laughs> so I'm headed back to the uh She could really project. Yeah. Yes, she did. Yes that she
2: did. Correct. Later. Boom. <laughs>